Uh, we are also brought to you by Continental Belts. When you're under the hood, you ever notice how often you see Continental Belts? There is a reason for that. Continental is one of the world's largest original equipment suppliers for the automotive industry. Automakers around the world insist on Continental for original equipment belts. Uh, the U.S., all the big three, BMW, Volkswagen, over 30% of all new vehicles sold in North America. You know what that says? It says Continental knows original equipment because they are original equipment. Continental's OE Technology Series Multi-V belts for the automotive aftermarket are precision engineered for perfect fit, form, and function with a true OE pedigree. They're the belts engines already know, so you can confidently spec Continental's Multi-V belts. There's one for 98% of the vehicles on the road today. You might not know it, but Continental is also a leader in automotive technology, electronic components for things like autonomous autonomous driving, and accident-free zones. That focus on innovation is in every product they make, including the OE Technology Series aftermarket belts. Check them out. Just check them out. That's all we're asking. Just check them out. And lastly, we're brought to you by Rad Power Bikes. This is a consumer direct electric bike company producing five unique models of electric bicycles. Because Rad Power Bikes is a consumer direct brand, buyers get a premium electric bike without paying the huge markups caused by dealers and third party retailers, priced at often less than half of the price of comparable bikes on the market because dealer and retail markups are completely cut out. On top of their already awesome price, this coming Cyber Monday, which is November 26th, Rad Power Bikes is making it even easier to get people riding. There are deals on all models of electric bikes with up to $400 off per model. One day only sale on Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday also includes free shipping on all electric bikes to the lower 48 states. Save you some extra cash there. At 750 watts of power, all five models have the most powerful motor an e-bike can have while maintaining a street legal status. No license, registration, or insurance required. You can finance your bike for as low as 0% APR. Just about $100 a month can get you riding. All five models will reach 20 miles an hour with zero pedaling. All five models give riders the choice to ride pedal three with the throttle, utilize five levels of pedal assist for added boost, or any combination of the two. You can travel between 40, uh, 20 and 40 miles on a single charge. I've ridden these things. They are really fun. You can go quite a bit faster than you can go on a normal bike, and you can use them as fully uh, under power so you can get to work or whatever without being all sweaty from pedaling. Uh, visit www.radpowerbikes.com slash podcast. That's radpowerbikes.com slash podcast to learn more, and don't forget to shop their Cyber Monday sale on November 26th to save big. Okay, on this episode, we got an old friend back in studio. Batim Barisha is the owner of BBI Autosport, which uh, in just you know eight or nine short years has grown to be one of the world's uh, best-known Porsche tuners, engine builders, customizers. Um, and as he says in the show, uh, I can take a little bit of credit for that. I was the, one of the first people to ever give them any publicity way back in 2009. And, uh, and now, you know, thanks to their hard 
hard work and uh, a lot of videos that us and others have made with them. Uh, they're, they're pretty much a household name when it comes to Porsches. Uh, we talk about a lot of interesting things, uh, uh, including hybrids and, and the future of what tuning could look like, as well as how he has uh, built that business, um, you know, and, and built it and rebuilt it several times. Uh, this show goes a little long and actually, unfortunately, ends rather abruptly at the two-hour mark um, as our wirecast system completely crapped out. So we don't actually have like an ending. Uh, it just sort of dies. <laughs> so for that, I am sorry. Uh, but here he is, Batim Barisha on the Smoke Tire Podcast. All right. Well, we don't need to do a pre-show. Fuck it. Smoke Tire Podcast. There Hello. It is. Hello. Hello. It's Thursday. What's happening? And we've got the Blantons. What up, Batim? What's going on? Thanks Batim for having Barisha, me. BBI yep. Autosport. What up, live crew? What up, Zach? We just went to Starbucks together in Zachary's M-Tray. Oh, nice. And it took a fucking poo right outside the office. Sure did. Just oh. stopped working. It just turned off. Y- you haven't been in it in six months. Yeah. We drove one block. Yeah, we drove like a quarter of a just, mile. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> like, he pulled away from the stop sign, and and I was like, ha ha, you're in fourth gear, and tried to pull away, and he was like, I'm not. No, but that's, <laughs> that's, that's what we got. That's the car doing that. I think I probably, I changed the plugs last year. And I think my cat was getting like bad data and then sending too much fuel and whatever, and that's probably happened again. And now I probably need to change the plugs. Again. Just fouled out, Mother probably fouled out. Yeah. I, need, I probably need to buy new cats, but then I probably need eight hundred dollars. There is, yeah. there isn't an yeah, M three right. on Earth that doesn't need ten grand of something of something. Totally, yeah, hundred yeah, percent true. It's yeah. Fucking Armin's was mint, oh, f- and he's like, it's got some isms. Yeah, some isms. Oh, it has some isms. Some isms. Hey, but I forgot how good fucking Blantons is. I know. Is. Jesus, Blantons is the fucking I saw the, the Blantons. I was like, tits. all right. You guys treat your guests well. Joe Rogan uh, just ended his sober October with a fucking bottle of Blantons on his show. There and, he goes. And uh, now I remember why. Yeah. It's bomb as it's fuck. so good. Mm. Do, you know, do you know how many engines Camisa's had in that Scirocco, by the way? He, we were Did talking he after he left. 20. <laughs> So we, your car, you know, saying burns a little oil. He was like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm going through another engine." Because Mine I'm not burns. Sure if the rings his car fit. burns engines. Yeah, that, when I had the 944 back in, way back in the day, it uh, I would buy junkyard engines and I'd have two of them. You'd go out, <laughs> you'd go out, you do a track day, and then the thing starts knock. Hopefully, it doesn't start knocking by the time you yeah. you finish the the two day event, and then engine out. Replace it. Engine out, replace it. it Someone was- the other day asked us, and get in the super chat if you want to ask us fucking questions, but Tim's actually a, like the smart engineer, you know, he'd be, so we might actually be able to answer technical questions. I doubt today, it. Which normally we can't do. But someone said, you know, uh, beater track car, 944 versus E30. And I said, E30 all the way, because 944 parts are crazy expensive and they're a pain in the dick, right? 100%. Yeah. 944 is so much fun, though. I mean- They I, are. They're, they're nice. They're a lot of fun. They but are. You, I mean- I'm so scared of them. <laughs> they they ruined me at an early age. So you know what I really like, like? I really like driving someone else's really well set up one like for prop- ten minutes. Mm-hmm. I drove one that was like 350 horsepower turbo one, and it was rad. And I'm like, I'm so glad this is yours. Yes, because every time you get on it, you're like, please just stay yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's happening? You know how's, how's business? Business is good. Yeah. Uh, did you Optima? Did you just get back from Optima? Yeah, I didn't do the Optima challenge though. I did. Uh, we did SEMA. Yeah, you guys had a fuckload of cars at SEMA. We did. Yeah, I saw at least three or four on your Instagram, right? Yeah, there, we had three. Um, I mean, there's four there, but three in the Optima booth. I yeah, had a, G, a new two RS, a new GT three RS, and then um, Joe's Maniac 
Street R that we've built. Is that the one with the race car body on it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's a GT3 with a race full race car body on it? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That, that's an insane, insane build because we didn't... So It's we, street legal. It's street legal. Yeah. Go, wait, Zach, scroll up. There's a picture of it up, up top I saw. Uh, keep going, keep going. Uh, no, keep going, keep going. On the right, there, that. There it is. Yeah, that's a fucking street car. That's <laughs> rad. Yeah, so... Uh, is it a cup car body? No, so that's the... It's an RSR the, body. That's the FIA GT3R body. So it's in between a cup and an RSR. It's their... Jeez. Their, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a foot wider than the GT3 RS next Jeez. to it. Uh, so wow. much fender. That wow. was That was and still is a pretty big technical exercise. I mean, it, you What have, do you have to do to make a GT3 chassis fit under that body? Well, the wheelbase is longer now. Um, the wheelbase yeah, the is rear, longer. The rear wheel is back further. The front wheel is forward just a little bit further than its original location. We had to cut the tubs out of the back of the car. Oh fuck! We had, really? to, we had to have this guy Matthew hand make us these. Uh, by the way, beautiful, beautiful inner tubs. Rebond them and weld. They were welded in some spots, bonded in the other because aluminum, steel, and then oh, uh, God. and then we try. We made them so because they have carbon Kevlar inner fender liners, and we made it. So when you can put the OEM interior right back on it, but I mean it is credit card. That's a full interior car. Full interior. What? <laughs> Navi, AC, the whole bit. Because I saw I drove a car that um, HG did that had a, that was a cup car body. Yeah, on the, a GT3, the street cup, the right? street cup. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. fucking awesome. Bad I mean, it was super, car. super oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. But this is for, way beyond that. That had a standard wheelbase. Yeah, so that the, was body panels yeah, fundamentally. So, yeah, this one's cup R. So um, That's so crazy. And then the subframes, we, we we raised all the pickup points. We had to move chassis like metal away to keep the control arm heights up there. We um, so it doesn't rub. Right. And then there's the other thing that we did was um, we ended up uh, taking cup car knuckles, machining them out so you can put the electric e brake in it. I mean, is the is the, the motor all crazy? Or the is it motor is stock motor, bone stock with exhaust right now. But we're we're slated to twin turbo the car. What? Are you, oh, you're doing like the? It's a four liter with a twin turbo. Yeah. So <laughs> the, you guys, the, the customer found a brand new four liter out of Europe that was in a wrecked car. Mm-hmm. He bought that because the four liter, the new. What does that go for? You know, forty fifty. Grand? No, uh, I think it was right it, right at about thirty something thirty like low thirty shipped. Not that what bad. That's what I thought he he got that for. And so we, we decided to do that because those engines have their nose oiled also, meaning that they have uh, a pressure line in the nose of the crankshaft, like back in the day with the old Formula One cars to keep proper oiling throughout the whole crankshaft. Mm-hmm. Um, like under high G loads? Yep. Yeah. So you, you don't have like a rod bearing issue. So we decided if we're going to twin turbo it, let's start with the best possible bottom end, you know, uh. and then there you go. How Fuck often me. does he drive this on the street? Like it's street legal. We haven't delivered it yet. That was oh, the first outing that it did. So have you driven on the street? It, just up and down my street. <laughs> I mean, we, it's not quite ready yet. Does something like that like drive good? Yeah. I feel like that's like a good like a good plan, but I feel like that's not really what you want to be driving on the street. You can build it two ways. You can throw the stuff on it, call it a day. Yeah. But this customer is so uberly picky about how he likes the cars to drive. So he's like, I don't care what it takes, just make it drive right. And so then, you know. What's his definition? Like, what does he want in a street-driven car? Because some people, like, are happy to drive a super stiff race car on no, the street. Or night, it, it, has real to, compliant. it has to be compliant. It can't bounce you out of the seat when you hit big bumps. Um, you know, lock to lock, you got to be able to turn the car. Uh, getting in and out of driveways. So we're... Drawn up nose a, lift. We're, well, we're doing a whole. We have to do the whole car lift. So oh, we're, we're drawing that. Car lift. Yeah, because we had custom <laughs> JRZs made for it. We had custom JRZs made for it. But for, in order to do a cup car, you had to have um, 
streetcar uppers, cup cars, sub or R subframes. It was just a mash, and then we had to have more droop in it. So when you have the HLS, it allows you to wow. pick the car up further because you know on a cup car you have the air jacks that picks the car up, so you right. don't have much droop, so you can get the car off the ground. Yeah, yeah. So every small piece of this car has been ten times more than what we thought was going to be. From so is it a million dollars? Yeah, it's. It's got to be a million dollars. It will be when it's all yeah. It's got to be. Turbo There's no everything. fucking way yeah. it's not a million dollars. But what? What? Else, so that's what wow. he's. That's what he said. He goes, "What else am I going to buy that will outperform it? Have more of a unique ca- I mean, ter- characteristic? I mean, he can eight hundred Koenigsegg. <laughs> I mean, I but, but, but where? I mean, not I at Nurburgring. Uh, I mean, that thing generates. Is 15, he going to the Nurburgring with that? He wants to. <laughs> <laughs> he, that thing will generate fifteen hundred pounds of downforce at one hundred and thirty miles an hour, and. I mean, it's whoa for what? That's yeah. and we could trim it. We could trim it up or down from there. Yeah, the full. I mean, the whole under tray is like as smooth as this table. Okay, so, so more questions. Uh, right now, it's got a stock engine that works great. Yeah, yeah. Sure, like it, it's a turnkey, turns on all the time, super reliable. Yeah. When you go TT, is it pushing? Is it pushing the limit of that streetcar thing where it, now it's gonna be a little more finicky? I mean, you you build really reliable stuff, like as we've proven in Palm Springs with that white car. But like, is he? I'm trying to figure out, like, is he just going so extreme and just keeps going more no, and that's more, why we're and more capping and it getting between, away? That's okay. why we're capping it between eight and 900 horse. Um, anything after that, the transmissions start getting finicky. Is it PDK? Yeah, it's PDK. So Can the PDK handle that yeah, at this point? Yeah, we're doing cars making about 1,100 wheel through the PDK. Really? He- heavily modified PDK. All but the you're software. not doing big launches in them, right? Yeah. They are? Yeah. All-wheel drive or All rear-wheel drive? drive? All-wheel really? Drive. Anything, and they're holding up? Anything more than that, you, you break the transmission housing. But you're doing upgraded clutches and shit? Upgraded clutches. Okay, all right. uh, so it's not a bill, bill stock PDK. Pieces on it, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. People are crazy. <laughs> people, Rich people are fucking crazy. They have too much money. Another Stop it. Another insane build <laughs> we're doing. I don't know if you saw the RWB build. Where the we're, one you've been working on for like a year? Yeah. 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 My customer reminds me I haven't seen it. I, I saw it in pieces on your lift. I haven't seen it well, done. It's, Is it's, it done? It's getting close. And that car... Is also another technical exercise that's bananas. It's like a 993? It's a 993. We put all 997 GT3R knuckles on it and then made all of our own control arms to get, you know, to revise all the geometry. Mm-hmm. And instead of just so having. So, because we talked about this with Scotto, Scotto was in here last night, maybe you heard, and because we were talking about how with an RWB car, his was started as a turbo, so it made it a lot easier to do the RWB kit without fucking all the geometries up. Right. Most people fuck the geometries all up. Right, exactly. So what we ended up doing is even before we cut the fenders when uh, Nakai came over and did the the whole treatment, um, the brake calipers stuck outside of the original fenders by like an inch and a half on each side. Well, that's that's, like my Mustang. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Same gig. (laughs) So it's, you know, it's it's done right. You get longer control arms, you get all kinds of fun stuff. Is this it, the silver car? Yeah. Okay. It does look cool. I I saw it when it was sitting there. It looked fucking rad. And it's going to perform. You know, that's the biggest thing. It has to go and do how it looks, right? Yeah, yeah. It can't be dainty. You have to be able to hammer on it. Yeah. That's how that's, you know. Yeah, that's what we were we were talking about like there's some RWB cars that the, the the look is justified, you know. They're like race cars, and they yeah, handle well. And I think they look awesome, but they got to be able to back it up. Exactly. They, but, and Scott was like, my car got safer once we RWB mm-hmm. and wide stanced it because that's what they used to do with the race cars, right? Yeah, absolutely. In like and Scotto's car, um, we've seen it at the shop quite a bit. And I went out and after we kind of set it up and and did some work to it, I went out and kind of drove it hard and had a really good time in it. It was not sketchy. It wasn't. It just drove really well, mm. and it was fun to push a little bit, you know. Whereas some of them, you're like, you know, I yeah. don't know. 
So. I've driven a couple of Porsches where I, they're a little hairy, but some are, I mean, fucking Joey's was excellent, yep. you know, and, and um, some of the, the nicely set up Porsche ones. You know Tate from Atlanta, Tate Askew? I, I haven't met him. He's just, he, he runs RWB Atlanta mm-hmm. and does he's a bunch of poor shit in Atlanta. Yeah. And he, he had a, like an Andile turbo that was fucking so rowdy that had an old Zwart motor in it. Yes. And it was so great. And uh, who are those guys in fucking Long Island? The G program guys. You know those guys? The G program guys? Oh, yeah, right, right. They built some nice cars, yeah, too. Absolutely. That one I drove, I drove over there was really good, too. That's cool. Chris Harris keeps talking about the, the, the DLS singer thing, yeah. which looks pretty fucking good have you heard that engine like the in car not in person no, no i haven't I mean, either just on video yeah i just been stalking it's all Chris's fu- it's stuff. crazy yeah. it sounds every bit of all the power they're saying it makes i'm mm-hmm. sure it does yeah. but but to make that power is so expensive <laughs> i mean that engine it's gotta be it's, Listen to the thing. You know, it's fun, a quarter million it, it, dollar engine, exactly. right? Easy? Yeah, yeah, easy quarter million dollars. Find, find the one where he's at Goodwood going up the hill. That's where um, That's where it kind of... I go, I go, okay, this thing's serious. Oh, it sounds, oh, it sounds yeah. so rowdy, but... but the it dimin- is a quarter million dollar engine. It's a quarter million dollars. I mean, the diminishing returns, right? Like, how close could you get to that for any kind of reasonable amount of money? Not, right? Just not close. It's, it's everything. You have to do everything. Yeah, anything yeah. that air passes through, you have to touch. Yeah, I mean, and and in a serious, serious manner. I mean, well, because it's the it's the it's the four cams, right? That's really the, four, the thing. Yeah, four cams. But you know what's cool? They, and I don't know much about it. I've just been watching it and looking at it. They, they commissioned Williams to to do a lot of that, and they they ended up having such a non traditional style air box where everybody else is following a, a typical shape that Porsche kind of launched, and they just went. Complete They're sort opposite. of replicating Porsche's race cars, right? But right. Not, but these guys, what is the difference with theirs? They, they want uh, big, big, massive volume and low short runners. They they wanted all the big top end power, and I mean, you can tell. I mean, the runners on the headers like they look like two and a quarter inch coming out of those things, and you you could tell that this thing was they were doing everything they could to get that power out of it. Well, for that kind of money. God bless. I just saw Maz the other day. He seems very excited about it. Yeah. I we I have to fucking get him on the show. He seems so busy. He's got kids and shit. Um, but uh, it, it looks really gnarly. Really yeah. fucking gnarly. Have you seen it? Oh, you saw it. Yeah. Obviously in person. And- I have not. Not. I've not seen it in person. Oh, really? Not the DLS? No. There hasn't been one in America. Yeah. Um, oh, at Pebble? I didn't no, go to Pebble. No, not at Pebble. It was at... Uh, oh, it probably was there. It was at Pebble. Oh, at Rensport. Yeah. Was there one at Rensport? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't. I didn't get to go to Rensport. Yeah, Michelin. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was on. It was at a on a stage. I don't think it ran. No, it didn't right. run. But yeah, I I crawled all over that. The thing. pictures of it look incredible. I mean, the just the the detail work in the carbon fiber and stuff was wild. Yeah. Um, Why does the runner length determine the power band? I'm trying uh, to find that that clip from Chris. But yeah, so uh, you can you can. Like let's say you do a long tube header. Let's talk about exhaust. You do a long tube header or a short tube header. You you have uh, reverb and pulses that happen every time an exhaust valve closes or every time you have a compression pulse leaving. Um, you can tune how long it takes to get to the collector, and its reverb pulse comes back. And it technically what you should have is when the valve is closed right prior to, or right after overlap. As soon as that valve starts to open again, that pulse needs to be bouncing back off of it and heading back out the tailpipe, creating a low pressure zone behind it, which Pulling. is which is scavenging. And you right. get that through all the cylinders doing that at the same time. So as one cylinder fires, it's it's creating a low pressure zone behind it as it propagates the open area of the collector. And then 
it's theoretically, if it's tuned right, you you could pull it through. So you could tune your power band by timing those pulses. You can screw it up. You could change. And with that, then you're going to want to do cam overlap and cam timing to really take it full advantage of it. And you'll hear a proper... A, you, so the first time I heard this, I used to street race when I was like 16. And I, and I heard this uh, the 68 Camaro that I worked at a Texaco gas station. And this, we he was hauling ass like at us. And I heard this thing like, you know... Like, Crown Vicks make all that induction noise. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I heard, I heard that going on, and so then I would kind of, I was like, damn, why doesn't my Mustang do that? And I had like hundred and forty dollar hooker headers that I lobbed off and put the biggest exhaust I could. So I started kind of looking into that and why it does it. And I still fully don't understand all of it, you know. But it's because it's, it's yeah, when it's timed right. We talked to um, what's his name from Magnaflow. Oh, his name's escaping me. Richard. Richard White. Yeah, yeah. He, he did engineered when you after you did it talking just. 12 minutes or 14 minutes about exhaust and like the pulsing and timing it and scavenging and it was fascinating stuff that it's, you it's know bananas. it's its own it, science so it happens in the intake manifold it works also. on both ends yeah, right? so, yeah and you can you'll see a lot of intake manifolds with flaps and everything like that you could tune the reverb what you know you when I worked at Porsche when we do an RSR intake manifold with individual throttles on like a Daytona prototype or the RSRs back then you you would measure volumetric efficiency through the engine and you can change so it, it has a calculated range, you know, and typically on an NA engine, if you're at a hundred percent VE, you're 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 doing all the right work. These things were making between 107 and 114, uh, so it's almost making cylinder pressure because of the reverbs. It's so that, it's almost like amazing. supercharging it's, because of the reverb. Exactly. So you have the low pressure zone mm. behind the exhaust valve that's helping scavenging, and it's clearing. It's completely clearing unburnt gases out of the combustion chamber, and you have a pressure pulse on the intake side that came over from the other bank. And oh wow! So if you were to just slightly shorten or slightly lengthen, it's you, almost like having an out of tune guitar string and then it being in tune, like that kind of thing, where it can like fuck it up, and then all of a sudden you find the balance where it's like ah yeah yeah exactly. And you know all mm. things mechanical have a peak operating point where they work most efficient. So that's right. why people are putting valves in and having variable this, variable that to broaden that range. Yeah. Neat. So, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, we couldn't find that so video on Harrison's the fucking there's thing. There's so many pieces in turning an engine. That's crazy. Yeah, there's a lot. And I'm not even, I mean, the, what they did with that Singer engine, you know, they, they really, it looked like they really just threw whatever they knew or whatever we all know about Porsche engines out of the box and restudied it. it well, like, it's real crazy that a market for that car exists. Like, someone went, like, more than one person went f to a regular, four, quote, regular four-liter singer and said, what if you had unlimited money? Yeah. And, oh, by the way, here's unlimited money. Yeah, so go ahead and do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what does that what, what is that car going to go for? Two million. Two million. I think it's one one point eight or something like that. And then they're and then what's going to happen is everyone, you know, all seventy five people or whatever, are going to fight each other for them, and you know, the fucking the you know the fucking Arabs are going to be all over it. Fuck. You know, and even Maz was like, "Here's what's going to happen. We're going to build the seventy five. You'll see six at track days, and you'll see sixty nine of them will go into warehouses, and you'll never see them again." Yeah. And they'll you'll pop up at like an auction. Everyone. Yeah, like, and they'll sell in, yeah. in fifty years for you know four million or or whatever. Speaking of which, you see the fucking gold nine nine three. That is a waste of money. <laughs> so here's a nine nine three that you can't drive on the street for four. For four. Meanwhile, you could buy a five thousand mile nine nine three from ninety eight. Yep, the most perfect one around for. What ten percent of that? Yeah, absolutely. Three hundred grand will get you the nicest or actual nine nine three turbo in the world. The actual the nicest. nicest yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can drive it on the street yeah. if you want. 
And then what are you going to do with your two point seven million that you have left over? Fucking right. Anything you want. All of it. All anything of it. Anything yeah. you like. Yeah. A yacht. A nine nine three that you could crane onto a, the back of a yacht. I'd have that in my yacht, craned in by a helicopter. Yeah. Something. Uh, maybe not that much. Although, yet. Zach, can you fucking full screen that mm-hmm. that window because it looks wonky as shit uh, off to the side like that? But I I will admit this. I like the color. It is a. I it, like fun colors, and that is a fun color. I walk by it at night. It rents for it, and it. Uh, it looked really good in like soft light, not mm. like dark. That be I'm not. I mean, I am an asshole, but not in this moment. But it was it was really cool looking. And then when you see it in full sun, I feel like it's a little, little hot, a little hot. You know, it's, it's well, cold. almost almost no cars look good at, at noon. It's very little very to find any. Very rare to find any car right. that looks good at noon. My car looks like you know my color on my car is fucking stunning in person. Mm-hmm. At noon, it's terrible. Yeah. Really yeah. terrible. Right now, four o'clock in the afternoon, like sitting yeah, in the park outside, striking. Wow, it's spectacular. Yep. Yeah. But at noon, it's a, it's not good. Yeah. That's, that's why. That's why, why I, I got it cheap. <laughs> yeah. That's why I got it. You the bought right it. At, price. You, you bought it at noon, dude. I was just up in Malibu with the uh, with the Porsche boys. Yep. A woman. The day before I was there, a woman rolled up in an 87 Carrera, just like mine, Cassis Red, just like mine, had 7,000 miles on it. And she had just bought it for, you want to guess the number? 7,000 mile 87 Carrera, otherwise completely stock, slope slope, slope ass, not a wing. 46. Guess again. I'm going to say 70 and change. 75. Yeah. What? Yeah. 7,000 miles, though. Yeah, 77,000 no, miles. That that's, yeah, that's 75. Why. That's yeah, why. that's yeah. why. Yep. That's a, that's a good, honestly, I think it's a good buy, actually. First off, good for her, right? Yeah, right? Like, good for that woman. Great taste in cars. Yeah. And, and very low miles. It's a collector's item. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful, man. So back to that 993 that Porsche did. I think that was just a technical exercise and kind of like for all of the people, to, like the singers and the this yeah. and the that. I think that was just like, oh, by the way, guys, we're... Uh, it was a great. It was a great financial yeah, exercise. Yeah, check, check this out. Well, we're going to tool up and open the factory back up. And <laughs> don't you yeah. think they just wanted to demonstrate? Because it was built from parts, right? So I think they wanted to demonstrate that we have every part, and they're starting to rebuild a lot. Did I, you I, see? They just fucking set up some display somewhere with a, with ten nine eight six boxsters that they fucking built. Damn it. Like, who gives a fuck about those? No offense. Just let them die, man. Let Let them die. Let them go. Let them go. Those cars aren't good. No. I mean... Although I had one, and I had a blast in it, and I used that as a loaner car at BBI, and (laughs) and people dropped their GT3 off, and I gave them the boxer with Frankie's dog Pull around the loaner. Yeah, exactly. Remember the mask? Oh, yeah. yeah. Bring out the The loaner. loaner. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and then, so they'd get out of it, like, holy shit, this car handles good. It's a lot of fun. It's safe, and yeah, Yeah. it makes four and a half horsepower, and I got all the suspension It's great. Oh, by the way, an oil change is $700. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) You have to pull the motor out. (laughs) Um, I did see they built... um, um, for that, for the same auction where they sold this gold thing, they had a a green Carrera GT. They did that they restored. I mean, oh, can, I, can you believe the car's fucking seven years old, eight years old? Yeah. I guess actually it's ten at this point. 10, but ten, eleven. But fully, rest- we need to fully restore Carrera GTs at ten years old. Yeah, but it's weird because we've been doing a lot of Carrera GTs at the shop. As mm. and I caught myself saying we're restoring it because you take every single part off, right? What's then- involved in restoring a Carrera GT? I mean, it, a lot as, as deep as you want to go but look, know, at that, look at that color that is a fucking phenomenal that's color awesome. I bet that looks good at noon yeah that, that looks- green is absolutely stunning do they say what they call it I don't know if they said but fuck me that looks great yeah that's rad with the gold wheels that is a hot yeah. color bro 
That is all a about that. Really gorgeous car. Yeah, that is awesome. Carrera GTs didn't come in good enough colors. No, if I'm they, honest. No, very muted. Boring right? colors. Yeah, yeah. And they um. Anyway, Does it so say yeah, what that what color it is? If you can, if you can find um. Sp- <laughs> it is spectacular. Oak, oak green metallic. Oak green. Oh, I just saw someone had a new GT3 Touring in oak green, and oh, it nice. looks great. That's really, really nice, man. Like gold, Wait, so what do you do when you restore one of these things, but Tim? Sorry. Well, it's not really restoring. I mean, you, you have to take half the damn car apart just to work on it, so you're not going to put the part back dirty, and you're going to probably just ah, replace the hardware while you're going back in, you know, and just to take the undertrays off, there's like 86 pieces of little 6 millimeter, yeah. you know, so you kind of, you're like, ah, it's just kind of a shame to put all the, the in the, you know, somebody touched it before, so it rusted a little bit, so... And what does pretty, an oil change on a fucking Carrera GT cost? Uh, honestly, like eleven hundred bucks. Is it really? Yeah. Because you have to take off all the undertrays and the off, labor yeah, involved. Yeah, just to get it on the rack, you have to take these little access panels off, and we machine these blocks that sit on that clip into our rack, and then um, and then the undertrays come off, and then you have the uh, you have like seven drain plugs because it's a dry sump uh, V block or uh-huh. V V ten, but. Between every main, that's there's a drain plug there because literally you're looking at the main bolts going through the oil pan, you know, and it's there's no like oil Jeez. pan. I mean the pan. There's no like low part of it. It's no. all like yeah. flat across. Yeah, the pan itself is the cradle, the main cradle. Yeah. So ah. it's it's one big girdle, and so you. Oh, you, and isn't the engine part of the chassis in that car? Kind of. It's kind. Well, no, the chassis can be on its own. The engine's just tied in really, really well, especially in the rear. The front, I mean, it's hang. It's kind of. I mean, if I had to say, it's kind of like hanging, kind of like a boxer would, a mid-engine car. You have the center mount in the in the front that that does fore and aft, uh-huh. that controls fore and aft movement, and then the rear you have this long bar that holds the tr- backside of the transmission up, and that does uh, lateral. Oh, so so the Carrera GT and the boxer are the same, is what you're saying? I, I, identically, same man. Yeah, yeah, stamp it. Yep. Have they have they settled? Are they still like in the 700s? Uh, they for a a proper nice one. They're they're still asking for like the mid sevens sevens yeah fuck they're I don't, beautiful I, that, one of those cars at 350 grand would have been the smartest buy fucking ever a well, year before the 918 came out yeah and, and 918 I, comes out and fucking Carrera GTs double they were overnight they were 275 when um when you and I met back in the day you know they were 275 I mean it's still so much money but like god damn it that would have been it's gonna a, be such a million a smart dollar car buy. Soon, by the way it will. Yeah. They, they're, they're gonna be million dollar cars they're Stick really shift, special yeah. looking V10 and there's so much fun to drive I drove one once for 10 minutes and it was absolutely spectacular 100% it was yeah. spectacular it was yeah. so so nice I fucking love those cars so much how that l- would have been a good buy how, how lucky are we oh that Drew Courage GT drove awesome you know it's like yeah. it's pretty cool people talk shit about the clutches too but I think they're full of shit I like that clutch I actually did, I think I, it's fun I think it's great it's a neat yeah. clutch yeah, the trick is just don't touch the gas when you're leaving a light. Yeah, just let it off. That just has like the Ford control. Focus RS. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. The Ford Fo- the Focus has the auto auto yeah, they're, start. They're the same car, yeah. so you can. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. I sold Matt that car. Says, Focus goes on a truck tonight. Oh. Bye bye. So no more Fords. Yeah, Fords are gone. I should put the Ford Racing flag in with the Focus for the new owner. Yeah. Yeah. No more Fords. My garage is going to look. Hilarious next week. <laughs> You're a good Jew. Hilarious <laughs> with so, the fucking Benz, the Safari car, and the Countach. It's going to look hilarious. So, in have there. you got the Countach yet? Tuesday. You get it Tuesday. Tuesday I get it. I've there, we a couple small things have come up. I bought it mid service. Right, right. People are tired of hearing about this, but and a couple small things have come up, and they haven't been 
big, expensive problems, mm. but there's no part on this car that it doesn't take three fucking weeks to get. Oh, so yeah, the good thing about it is that I have I have ended up with Valentino Balboni's phone number. Really? Yeah, he actually has a, a Countach parts supplier. That's rad. Yeah. So I've been, I'm like texting back and forth with Valentino, and he's like, no problem, Matt. <laughs> he's like so jubilant. He's like, I look for you. My accent is so bad. But, yeah. but I was like, oh, next time you're in L.A., you know, let's, let's go for a drive. I was like, come to think of it, I'm certain you've already driven this car. Yes, yes. Probably when it was new. Yes. Right, right. <laughs> My Italian really needs some work. I get the picture. It's very it. fucking pretty, though. That's it. God, look at that thing. It's very, very sexy. And it's so... It is so loud. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it has a period Albertoni exhaust oh, on it. You're with saying no cats. that's right. That's it's so, so badass. Speaking of which, quick question off topic. I have the stock exhaust, um, just like sitting at my house. Yeah, it's kind of like a little rusty, corroded. It hasn't been on the car since the fucking late '80s. I mean, I, I don't. I think it was taken off practically when it was new. Right. Can I like have it media blasted and chromed and done something neat with it for any kind of reasonable amount of money? Yeah, there's um. There's some pretty cool surface finishing that you can do that bring out the metal. That, yeah. That it doesn't take away. Like, if you chrome it or I think if you chrome it or polish it or or, or ceramic coat it, it, it takes away. You know, it looks too monochromatic. Yeah. Uh, there's some tumbling processes that, that really, really make the metal look really, like, it just brings it all out. So I'll, okay. I'll, I'll send you Send me the guy. Yeah. Like, I want to, like, hang it on the wall or do something interesting because it's a really neat, like, piece of metal, but it's just not very pretty right now. I it could be. be. Yeah. It could I, be. I have a, a Crayer GT system. It's not. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, Andrews, but it's just sitting there. I kind of want to do the same thing with yeah. it. Just have it in the front showroom. So yeah, you, need, you yeah. need a big media blaster, right? Yeah, they uh, they there's one process called vapor honing where it's uh, media suspended in, in water or some sort of you know, and that mm. puts a really nice finish mm. on it. But it it kind of mutes it out a little too much. But I'm thinking of a tumbling process with different media that that. Kind of interesting. Yeah. So a little more varied. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I would, wow. I would definitely fuck with that because it's like it's too cool to just like stick in a closet somewhere. Right. But it's not pretty enough right now to display. Yeah. So I'm thinking of artwork for the new place. I we think need to, we need to get going. Perfect. What else you been working on? The RWB thing. You got the thing. How do you like how my car turned out? You built the motor for that. Awesome. It's fucking pretty rad, right? Yeah. That thing looks great. Yeah. I can't wait to see you pound that thing off road. It is. Really fucking! I hit one trail in the, that you can see in the video I did. Like, there's one little trail right here, and it was better even than I expected it to be. Like, there's a lot of travel there, mm -hmm. and it's just great. Here's here's the clip of of me turning onto the like it, even on the road. The the thing I like about this thing, like like this is just in Playa del Rey <laughs> that goes like around. But even on the road, like when people see it, they do double takes and just and smile and. And laugh, and it's total. The best thing about it is, like, as far as Porsches go, it's like the a pink, <laughs> a pink off-road Porsche is like the least pretentious Porsche you could have. I think. I think. Yeah, it's a lifted 911. Yeah, and, and it's pinkish. And people are just like, "Wait, what the what the fuck is that?" And like, "What's going on?" You know here? What? Yeah, it's true. In a sea of slammed flat black, look yeah. how big my dick is. But it's not. But don't ask me to take my, you know. And it's, Van Hardy pants down. It's like <laughs> pink lifted. Doesn't make any sense to most people. But and like uh, like everything I liked about my old Raptor is present in this. Like everything I liked about the Raptor, like the way it took bumps and all that stuff, like that's all here. And then everything 
I like about air-cooled Porsches is also here. I've never driven a, a Lee car. I can't wait to... Oh, you, well, you should drive mine, yeah, for I'm, sure. I'm going to... It's, it's sure. He really does a, a thorough and complete job. Like, he delivered the car back and, like, it's done. Yeah. Like, it feels awesome. fucking done. Like, it's great. We have to figure out this oil burning issue, though. Yeah, we got it. It's burning. It's burning a little bit of oil right now, which is concerning to me. You guys didn't do a bottom end rebuild, right? No. no. So, so we did. I, we did a, basically a reseal on it. So it would it would really bum me out if I immediately have to do a bottom end <laughs> right. rebuild right now. I really hope we don't. It'd be bum me out because we finally got the thing stopped leaking oil. You know that that's. Uh, oh, was it leaking? Yeah, it's sweating. You know, not, oh. air cooled nine eleven sweat. Yeah, they always do. When you get one that you drive around a little bit and there's nothing there, you're like, don't even look at the thing. Don't yeah. even touch it. You know, well, it's, it's weird because it's like inconsistently doing it. Like, it, it might depends. be something coming through a breather, dropping into the intake, maybe and giving you puffs. Around. That's why I said just bring it to the shop. We'll maybe we'll just go through it. It's I, running really good. Like right. it's it's strong. It's pulling. It's idling smooth. It's pulling. It's the power is great. Like there's I have no complaints about how the engine feels. Mm -hmm. But in a couple situations, specifically when I'm uh, I'm driving, I'm driving, I'm moving, and then I come to a complete stop. The engine returns to idle, and then right then I just get a little. Just a little puff of, of blue smoke right then. Yeah, D, that, this D, just, D cell park, and maybe it is happening, but you're driving, you're not seeing it. Maybe. We'll, we'll have a look at it. I don't know. Don't, but don't just, lose sleep yet. It's not going to like break, no, though, right? Just okay. keep oiling just it. Just keep oiling it? Yeah. yeah. No. That oil's not cheap. No. I brought you three. <laughs> Did you? <Yeah>. Thanks. <laughs> I feel bad for you. Yeah. No, I look, it's it's a fucking old car. We'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. But the, the important things are done. The important things, like an engine rebuild. Yep. <laughs> Worst case scenario, goes in the shop. I've got a Countach to drive. No. Worst to case daily, scenario, pour, you just Matt, pour more oil, just pour more oil, pour more oil in, in yeah. it until it's time to do something else. Until it doesn't hold the oil anymore. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's the move. Yeah, I just feel guilty driving around LA. With, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on, you went. It's catless. You that's don't true. care. All Good your point. cars are catless, but right? When you can't, but when you can't see it, you know, it's different yeah. when you can see it. Like the, like rolling coal. No, I like got Whenever I sit behind you and you idle, or you, Camisa, anyone who runs a catalyst, I'm like, that's why we have catalytic When we, yeah. uh, when I had the, was driving the Lexus around LA, mm -hmm. right? I got a, I got a letter in the mail. <laughs> Someone reported it to the fucking EPA. Like I got a letter from the EPA that was like, it's been reported that this car like smells like burning. Wow, <laughs> you offended somebody that heavily. That's awesome. <laughs> Call the fucking EPA. I'm, I'm gonna get him. Update on that car, it is at 996,000 miles. Holy shit. And get, you know how it kept fucking, so, what so is this, I had four this, year, five years in now? Four, uh, 2018, so the end of December will be four, will be four years, yeah. So I, so the one, the first trip I ever went on with Hannah, with my now fiance, mm -hmm. we went to Hawaii for my birthday. While I was in Hawaii, I bought it on Craigslist yes. from Hawaii. And I go, baby, we need to go from here in fucking Hawaii to Florida to then drive the car home. That was the extension of our first trip together ever, where I bought a shitty car in Florida and we drove it across the country sight unseen. And she goes, I'll do this with you, but if the car breaks down, you're flying me home from wherever we are and you can stay and fucking deal with it. It didn't break down. We got home, but... but She's if the car, but if the car hits, the goal is the, I now have a goal, which is for the car to hit a million uh, before we get married on April twentieth, because that's yes. like the life of this car. You know, with us is the, is the number the, one goal was this, and then she was the first trip. Yeah, awesome, I so, love it. So it looks like it's probably gonna happen. But get this, we've fucking launched about 
three power steering pumps <laughs> and the power steering pump is because the car is quote reliable mm. the engine is fuck the engine will be here with the cockroaches at the end yeah. you know but that doesn't mean we haven't put a fuckload of money into this car yeah i have put 20 grand probably in this car you're a 1900 car Twelve hundred dollar car, oh. <laughs> and and but the same shit keeps happening, which is that the power steering pump leaks onto the alternator, which is right below mm. it, and it takes them both out. That that's happened a bunch of times. So what? Kind so of, are you just buying junkyard pumps, or are these new? We've had them. I've had it rebuilt a bunch of times. I got new pumps, but but here's the here's what I figured out why this keeps fucking happening. It's because the power steering system. Doesn't use power steering fluid. Oh, so you guys—it uses ATF. Yes, you're gonna and your, your seals will swell, and then and fail. the people who borrow the car don't know this. The steering starts to get heavy. They add power steering fluid, which completely launches the seals, and then it ruins everything. The dude who's got the car is like, "Yeah, I had to put ATF," and I was like, "What do you mean ATF?" He's like, "It needs ATF." I was like. It oh. also now needs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So Wait, yeah. Why, why does one cause swelling and one doesn't? Uh, there's. Uh, I don't know technically, but so Porsches. Then have, why are you here? Uh, <laughs> sorry. Technically, the, they swell because they don't like each other. No, but uh, one of one of the fluids. It's like Porsche has what's called pentacin that runs through the power steering and everything like that. And on turbo cars, uh, it also from the power steering pump has an extra line that goes to the clutch uh, slave cylinder as an assist. So. It runs all power steering fluid basically through it, and then we like when you convert it for like a GT2 or a GT3, they're not power assisted. So those run brake fluid. All I know is that hmm. I took they run brake fluid. Yeah, Weird. like dot four brake fluid wow. as the clutch. Fluid. Oh yeah. yeah, actually the Cobra's like that. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah, I mean most cars are. Clutch fluid and brake fluid are the same thing. It should be. That's the. Yeah. I know that because I got it in my eye and it hurt like a <laughs> motherfucker yeah. underneath the car. Yeah, that's not a good one. Nope. Uh, I got a lot of brake fluid in my eye at one time. Um, that's a story for another time, by the way. The uh, so I put I the seals in each one of them. <laughs> I think this is what that. So does, is. <laughs> does what does like power steering fluid not expand under heat as much as ATF or vice versa? Like, I think there's some anti. So there's some fire suppression stuff in there that that won't or anti. What do you call it? Anti smoking. Anti inflammatory. Yeah. Anti smoking like is a campaign. Yeah, yeah anti inflammatory. <laughs> it's like a like a. Like ibuprofen inside right. of the car. Oh, yeah. It's got Advil. Yeah, it's got Advil. ATF. Like and Advil a picture of a car. <laughs> yes, and that's a car and there's just red glowing spots. <laughs> <Yeah. on it. laughs> just pour it in. But I, I don't know enough about the power steering okay. fluid. But I just, just know one fucks the seals up and one doesn't. Gotcha. So. Um, what about, uh, what else is happening at the shop? Any, well. Anything fun? I mean, we're, we're growing, but we, some challenges. We, we lost two good people. Uh, Fucking Celine hired one of my good techs away. Celine? Yeah. What are you, serious? Yeah. They're so, hiring people? Don't get me started. So anyways, the funny I saw part, one of their Teslas on the street. I shit you not, I saw one of those Celine Teslas parked on the street in Venice. I almost fucking yeah. flipped a bitch and turned around. Like, just I gotta to, take, I gotta just take a to prove one take, existed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they're building a new car right now. Uh, I think they're owned by a Chinese company. Chinese company that's owned by the Chinese government. Well, look at that picture oh, sorry, of the Mustang wait. in the middle. That looks like a Chinese government car right there. The, the bullet Mustang there, with there whatever the fuck yeah. that is on it. <laughs> there it is. Oh, yep. Something tells me that is built by someone owned by the Chinese. Yep. So the funny part is- <laughs> Pull that I, over, Zach. That, the Fast and the Furious is fucking is. back, bro. <laughs> that's yeah. a bullet Mustang, too. Jesus Christ. Man. For those who are just listening to the audio version, 
think of the Fast and Furious 1 graphics and think of a brand new bullet Mustang with them on it. That's pretty much what you've got there. Yeah, you got pinks and blues on a bullet Mustang. That is well, ribbons a, and horses. Well, it's a, I think it's for breast cancer awareness. It says oh. hope. Oh, now you feel. Um, oh, but it, shit. Now it, I feel uh, dumb. It still looks. Not really. That looks, looks stupid. Bad. I don't care what charity's for. That looks dumb as fuck. <laughs> money, money, money spent on that could have gone to charity. I can't believe you lost an employee to them. Right, so they hit him pretty hard with a big, big chunk of money. No, and he'll be I, back in a year. Don't worry. I, I, he's such a he's such a good dude. I, the last thing I want to do is, but I did tell him that I'll see you in a year. Mm-hmm. But so I met Steve Celine for the first time at SEMA, uh-huh. and he was he was bopping around the Optima booth. Uh-huh. And Tanner Faust goes, "Hey, but Tim, come come over here. Uh, meet meet Steve Celine." I was like, "Oh, hey, nice to meet you. Cool, cool." He was like, "Oh, what do you do? I, go, I modify Porsches, Huntington Beach." He goes, "Oh yeah, I think I've heard of you guys." I go, "Yeah, you just stole one of my best employees. Cool." <laughs> Or well, not a best, a senior employee, right? I yeah. was like, cool. Uh, and he he literally looked at me like I was kidding, and like you know that uncomfortable. I just looked at him straight faced. <laughs> oh, was it to work on this thing? To work on whatever this yeah, fucking thing is that he's thing. got? What's yeah. it called? The S one. S one. Yeah. Is that an actual car? Dude, is it based on a thing? I don't know what it's based on. It I, looks I, like. I think it's. I don't know. I I don't know nothing about it. It, it looks, looks mid engine. I don't know. Front lights look a little bit like four cylinder Lotus. What is, what is it? Yeah. Four cylinder. Def- I don't know what it is. Anyways, that's a shame. So that's that. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. So I'm on the hunt for some text, and I put a post up last night, or Dimitri did, and um, got any good responses? Yeah, actually, dude, a lot of good responses. People, someone asked us last night. They they want to work in the industry. Fucking hit up a Tim if you're listening. He's hiring. Yeah, we're hiring. Work at bbiautosport.com. Is it hard? Is it really hard to find good people? Because you do pretty high level stuff. We do. So, you know what I've been doing lately? So I've been hiring younger super driven enthusiastic passionate guys Mm -hmm. and girls who just want to kill it and i can teach a skill set i can teach like you know i i what we were doing earlier is we we put them on a 90 day uh kind of like a trial period period, yeah but they'd go spend 30 days on the chassis they'd spend 30 days with jared in the engine room they spend 30 days with tony you know they do they would do that and though then those techs would tell me where they think that person best fit and that that was working out pretty well but then now I've lost a couple yeah. senior guys. So now I've got um, I, I two. I got Ben and um, and Bobby. Those two guys are young. They they're friends with each other and they are badass. They they're they're having a lot of fun. They're they're killing it. They're learning fast. I'm really nervous about with my garage like hiring a staff. Like I've never like had a staff or really had a corporate structure. I'm I'm fucking nervous about all that. When we, you can were go, just, we can go to therapy together once you No, when you like out. when yeah. you were yeah, when you were starting all like back in the day, like did you ever like when you opened your business, yeah. were you like I have no idea what I'm doing right now. How the fuck is this ever gonna work? You wanna re- you wanna rewind to back when we first kinda met? Sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I worked for Porsche Motorsport. It was awesome. Traveled all over the world, went to Lamar, did all the fun stuff with the corporate but for some reason I had this twisted fantasy of starting my own shop one day. Ended up doing that. Sure. Thank you. Well, I still have a little bit in there. Uh, Why and not it, top it off right, now? There you go. Thank you. Ended up uh, starting BBI, and I was just telling the story today. It was so funny that how naive and I think it was how naive I was when I started. I'm like, okay, well, I'm a good tech. I know a lot about Porsches. I've got a, a pretty good grasp on what's happening here. Let's start a shop. And then I found myself the next day at Home Depot buying a mop bucket and a broom, <laughs> and I was like, fuck. I'm not doing anything that made me good at what I 
you know, and when they tell you mm, in school, yeah. when when you're learning in school and high school and shit, and you're like, when am I ever gonna fucking use this? Like, yeah. you know, and you go to sleep or you you start drawing pictures of trucks going through mud or whatever you do. Um, that that completely like fuck. I wish I would have paid attention to that. So it's been ten <laughs> arduous, getting kicked in the dick years of just hard lessons. You know, but I want to trade it for anything. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And. It's just been, and I'm still learning, man. You know, so to answer your question about employees, I was like, oh, I'll just grab, I'll call my friends up. We'll all work together. That'd be yeah. great. You know, so I'm reading this book right now called the the uh, the E Myth. Have you read that book? My after I was complaining about this to my friend up in Seattle because uh-huh. I moved from Seattle to, to kind of chase my dreams, and he sent me that book, and he goes, hey, idiot, you need to read this. Yeah. book. I was like, I wish I would have read it before I started my business, but it is. A f- a a, I'm, I'm about halfway through right now. My physical therapist sent it to me. It, he just opened his own place. It's just so simple and such a good read. Yeah, and I'm that, very and, excited. And about you know it, what? Actually, and even now, I, I'll re- I'll refer back to it just every once in a while, like it, just to read that. And it's it's very, God, it's just so simple. And you're like, why? You get caught in your tornado. Yeah, and, and everything around you. So oh, I got because you're the technician, right? right? You're the technician, but you know, it's about the being the balance between the technician, the entrepreneur, and the manager, and right. how to like be all of those things i recommend that book to any the e-myth it's called if you ever want to start it your really own business, is. read that shit first 100 percent, absolute yeah. must read so what were some of like the biggest kicks in the dick well um so early on uh we i had this small storage unit in huntington beach it was like it, i just had a roll-up door uh bbi just started my first car i ever worked on was like a cadillac escalade for my buddy that we lowered and put 24s on it you know <laughs> I, I needed i needed the 400 bucks so i could buy some paint and paint the walls and uh, anyway so we were starting to build that and then and then uh joey and i were friends for for a long long time prior to that we raced together he worked for peterson white lightning i was working for porsche motorsport yes there it is that <laughs> that, you, that is okay. so i'm that the guy in the white the- dealy right there and then that is life there that is called being a business owner right there and um the sound of that is <gasps> yeah but you know what? That guy's, you know, the guy in the white suit, like, all right, that was cool. I'll take another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, tomorrow. Thank you, sir. You'll be back tomorrow, right? He's got a dream. Yeah. I'll be here I at three. Yes. And so Joey was working for a race team, and I called him up. I'm like, hey, dude, I did it. I'm gonna, we're, we started a business. I want you to come down here. Help me out. Let's do this. 50-50. Let's fucking do it. Let's just crush it. You do the back. I do the front, you know, because the e-myth would kind of, I had to pick what I was really good at, and I could sell shit, yeah. and I can engineer things. And you know, and I know Joey is a good chassis engineer, and he knows his way around the shop really well. And he's also a well-spoken dude as well. So I was like, "Fuck, let's team up." And then we we did some work for for Brabus actually. When because I'd always go in there and just admire the shop. You know, I I didn't have any work. I was like, "Fuck, I just I go look at cool shops that I like." And I said, "One day I want a cool ass shop like this. I want to have something that's presentable. I want to have some a shop that people take seriously." So mm-hmm. you know, it was so they're like, "Hey, you want to build us an exhaust? Sure, let's do it." The owner of that car, his name was Jeff, he he ended up loving what we did, and the guy said, I, I just want to meet the dudes who did this. So he came over and met Joey and I, and he looked at my shop, and he was like, what the fuck is this? You put my car in here? You know, because oh, it was a, your shop was like a shithole. No bathroom. Yeah. No front wow. door. It was a roll-up door. Uh, I, at the time, I think we had one lift, and there was... No, oh, we had power then too. <laughs> because, but you know, like I used the phone for my neighbor, my neighbor's shop. He's he basically rented me his storage unit, so I could you know for two grand a month, so I can get a business going. And um, and uh, so this guy Jeff comes along and he's like, I like what you guys do, but this is a shithole. And I was like, Well, I'm looking for investors. 
so I could take it to the next level. He goes, oh, that's cool. And I give him uh, my deck, which was like basically drawing on a piece of paper with crayons. <laughs> and, and I go, and, and I saw him looking at it, and he's like, he kind of smirked a little bit. Super, super cool guy. Super nice guy. And I go, well, those are just kind of talking points. He goes, no, no, they're not even talking points, man. <laughs> so he goes, he goes, I got to leave after this, cut this meeting short because I got some buildings to look at. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Nice. And he goes, no, you guys are coming. So that's the building that you that's met. That's the original Whoa. building. Yeah, he yeah. bought that building. And oh, he bought that building? Yeah. So I didn't realize he owned it. So this is the real story about the inception and the mo- the momentum of BBI. So he bought the building under a different business, and BBI was going to rent from him. Well, he didn't charge us rent for a long time. That helps. And so what he said, he goes, but Tim, you don't know shit about business. You're really good at what you do. Joe, you don't know shit about business. You're good at what you do. Um, how about this? I'm going to buy the BBI name from you guys for nothing. I'm going to make sure you take make a salary. And you guys are going to buy it back from me in five years after you learn how to run a business, but you need to prove it to me. So I was like, fuck, okay. Wow, it's like you found a dad by yeah, making yeah. an exhaust. Seriously. That's like Seriously. almost sheer luck, but not quite. Like, Because you were ready. Like you, you did the work, and the right person saw it, and you were ready yeah, when they did, you, but it's a healthy yeah, I mean, dose I, of luck. I lived in my Volkswagen like three months before that. You know, was like <laughs> I was living in my Volkswagen in Huntington Beach State Park, yeah. so it's like there was... You know, but I didn't give a shit. It was just so much fun. All I want to do is chase my dream. I didn't fucking care what it took to get there, you know? And then he came along two years later. So I started in 06 and then, oh, wait, here he is, right? And then, so we incorporated, blah, 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 did the whole thing. We, I remember the first time we turned a profit. He, so he owned a bunch of escrow companies. The first time we turned a profit, he came fucking so happy. He was like, you guys are doing it. You guys have what it takes. How long? How awesome. many years was that? This was three years. Okay. So this was wow. after he's like, I'm not putting a fucking penny. I remember we had to borrow nine grand from him for something, and he was so pissed. He was just like, he was teaching us the hard ways. He's like, I'm not, I'm buying you the building and the facility, but you guys are on your own. Like, I will evict your ass. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And uh, so he's like, you know, I'm probably going to sell my escrow companies, retire, and I'm just going to come work with you guys, and you can buy me out, or you can't, or I can be here, or I can't. Anyways, fast forward another year when we're starting to celebrate, the guy passes away. He, he died? Yeah, he had a heart attack. Whoa. I don't remember him dying. He did. When was that? This was, well, I think 11. Jesus. Yeah. I missed that whole I missed that whole thing. It was horribly sad because this guy it still is. I mean, he he was a mentor to Joey and I. He was a mentor to Amy who still works for, works for us, you know. I mean, he's like the shop dad. You know, he always had the voice of reason. He was so chill. So chill, you know, but he wanted to teach us hard lessons. And then then out of nowhere, the guy passes away at like 54. Yeah, he was young, right? Yeah. 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 And so I remember getting the phone call and I remember everything kind of just went black around me. I couldn't even, I I was like, I couldn't even speak. And then I looked around and I looked at, we had, I think, five people, including me working there. I'm like, fuck, these guys will have to find a job. I got, of course, his son, because his son was working for us and sweeping the floors and super, super cool guy. I mean, I love, love Alex. And I was like, what the fuck are we going to do? Yeah. I was like, my, my world just... Okay, so then, anyways, we go through it. The family ends up saying, okay, we're going to keep the building, so you guys... You, but you need to buy the business back from, from uh-huh. the estate, right? And so we went through 18 months of negotiation, figured it all out. Bought, Joey and I bought it back. Um... Did they, did they make you pay them rent at that point in the building? Oh, yeah. It? So 
then they're like, we're going to keep the building. But then they got the building appraised, and they're like, oh, the shit. Okay, <laughs> that was gone. So then I panicked. I'm like, fuck, the, the new buyer's probably just going to kick us out. So I called one of our old customers who was looking for a building, who was best friends with our neighbor, who is all over there. I'm like, hey, your building's ready for you. He goes, what are you talking about? It's for sale. Come buy it. Go now. I'll rent it for you from you for the next two years. He goes, well, it can't be more than two years because my lease is up in the other building. I'm moving all my shit in there. So he turned it into his man cave. And so then... That fast forward, fast forward, and then oh, this was probably F thirteen, and then so two thousand fifteen comes along, and Joey and I start kind of, kind of, you know, bickering a little bit, a lot, and we started kind of uh, the directions of where he wanted to go, where I wanted to go, uh, you know, we, you know, you grow, we've known each other for fifteen years or twenty years almost, you know, so you everybody grows at a different rate and everybody grows in different directions, right? And it's hard to maintain a common, yeah. I think, trajectory for mm-hmm. two people who are both, you know, adamant about this is how it should be. Yeah. And me so- and, look at me and Morningstar. Like, me and Morningstar started the Smoking Tire together, but then he wanted to become a fucking mountain man. Right. <laughs> and, like, I love Tom, but right. he, he he's literally in New York right now fucking hulling trees and building a cabin in the woods right like, but, by, by his hands right now but that's on, what he wants to but do. honestly right no 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 big deal you you recognize that it hurts it sucks yeah. because you know so then joey's I'm, more into a one customer at a time yes. sort of thing yeah, right and, and small small you know high, he does high quality work um you know curated kind of more small like just keep it small like i'm i'm was wanting to, i'm developing a product line i've got an engine department we've got a chassis department we got you know what i mean so there's you know i wanted you you're building a street car with air jacks i think we know where you're like <laughs> he wants small and one person and you're like i want a street car nah, with he air still jacks. likes that crazy shit too but you know and, he and, likes the more personal touch whereas you're trying to grow and expand a business Beyond correct. your personal touch. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I want the business to not need me. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, you read the right? E-Myth. Yeah. His business, I, I love Joey, his yeah. business, if he doesn't show up at his business every day, there is no business. Right. It's all, it's all, and with a, with a technician that's that talented, my friend Larry has the same fucking problem. Right. Larry Casilla. Yeah. He has tried so many times to train people, and he's great at training people, and he can train someone but all the fucking customer wants is Larry to show up and do their car. Yeah. And they don't care what it costs. They don't give a fuck. Larry keeps raising the prices. 5000 a day, 8000 a day. I don't give a fuck. I the, want you. The, geez, I'd, yeah. Someone would rather have Larry at 8000 a day than Larry's apprentice at 800 a day. See... I rather. And, I mean, I, he's I, gonna have no spine and no fucking kneecaps left by the time he's done. Exactly. You know what I mean? But he'll be rich. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but see, I, I, I admire that. But I, I'm, the, I'm the opposite. I, I want to empower the people around me. I want them to carry the torch as well. And mm-hmm. I want, you know, I don't want it to be the Batim show. That, that, that drives me nuts. I want it to be the shop, the brand, the, the people in within the team. Right. Yeah. So that's anyway. So let's do that. So Joey and I had to break up and. We, I mean, honestly, we, we did a pretty damn good job of being amicable through it. We we did the right shit. We did the paperwork. We agreed on something. We made right by it on both ends, you know? And you have so, to buy them out? Yeah. yeah. So I had to buy them out. And this is right after we... So, so here's the funny part. So I started the company with like $54. I then gave half of it to Joey. He, I mean, he earned every bit of it. I mean, he kicked ass, you know? And then... Joey and I sold the entirety of it to 
for free to Jeff. To Jeff, yeah. Jeff passes away. I have to renegotiate buying my company back with Joey. So we, him and I are teaming up trying to get our company back, and then, and then Joey and I have you know we start moving in different directions, and then I have to buy it. I don't. So you bought I'm, your own company like three times. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> that's the kick in the dick. That's the kick. That's, I mean, that's the kick in the dick. Let's keep going. Yeah. So then. We get we have to get out of that building that and I loved that building our first building that we were it was in. a good building small your new building's better but that's a yeah good, it was the, a good the, building the new building's more like a machine that was more like kind of like a studio you know yeah. and we the new building's efficient you get shit done it's, it's by the way it is directly across the street couldn't it have been I mean, better they say oh you could get there with a fucking golf club like I could putt <laughs> you could spit <laughs> could putt from one building to another yeah. I could throw a baseball through the window of the old shop from the driveway of the new shop yeah exactly and so that that was um so so then we moved it took so I looked for a building for 18 fucking months and ended up across months. the street yeah and I, I kept getting beat out by you know, the economy was starting to pick up. It was good. Yeah. I kept getting beat out by fashion companies, uh, golf companies, creative uh, office space, creative office. I got beat out by I a sunglass the term company, creative office space. Yeah, that's, that's just a fucking warehouse that you get to charge triple for. Right. And fuck you, that. Right. Exposed <laughs> brick. My ass. Right. You did your cheap ass just in a paint it. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, this place it, actually the building we're in is where Overholland was filmed and I knew like Chip Foose and all those guys over there were starting to wind down their 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 season and that was it and they didn't weren't going to renew the contract so Chuck the old owner I kept calling him and he was no I want to sell it I'm like okay dude you're going to sit on it for probably six or seven months what's that revenue to you right or I could just fucking move in next month as mm-hmm. soon as they're out I'll get in there and I'll start paying rent immediately. Sign me at least a one or two year, and then if it sells, then we will figure it out. Yeah. And then again, how many lifts were in there when you moved in? Did it- None. We we wow. did, we did everything in there. Oh, you boy. know, we we tore the walls out, we polished the floors, painted the wall, everything, and then we part, like literally. What did you spend on a renovation, if you don't mind? Every ounce of money I had. Like, uh, like three or four hundred grand? No, not even close. It was like less. Oh yeah, it, oh, it was nice. it was less than half that. Oh really? Yeah. No, but I think we you did, did well. But we did a lot of it's it. It's a really so, nice finished th- building for that for yeah. that little. Yeah. No, we we lucked out because the building was in good condition, but it had like checkered floors everywhere. It had you know like it had it had the hot rod theme going. Pre sock hop music, exactly. Yeah, and so I mean we were driving forklifts through walls and and um, you know we it had the lights in there already, and then we. We traded a lot of work to one of my customers to polish the floors. We, you know, so that we were yeah, just yeah, so yeah. creative. I was selling old shit upstairs, trying to like, you know, all right, we got to put carpet in, you know. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's still, you know, it's still a grassroots move. And we, so then we moved over there. That's actually when Joey went out on his own, and I'm like, oh fuck, here we go. So now my rent is four, three times as much as it was back then, and I was barely even paying rent then. You know, yeah. I've got now in order to make this shit work, we're gonna go from four employees to twelve. Yeah, you know, so that. That was crazy. So finally, my motherfucker gets settled in, and then a car catches on fire in my front showroom. Really? What? Yeah. Which car caught on fire in your showroom? A Cayman. Really? Yeah. Fucking lithium-ion battery at four. Okay, so no check fucking this way. Two. How have I never heard about this? Because I kept it. I kept all this shit quiet. I, what? I'm here. That makes sense. You guys give me <laughs> a little. Sense. You guys give me a little whiskey. I'm gonna be honest. Holy but shit! I, a car I, caught on fire so, in your showroom. So <laughs> check, check this all. fucking shit out. I have. We had my son. Uh, we were living in Costa Mesa at the time. He's two fucking weeks old. I haven't slept in two fucking two weeks. weeks yeah. yeah, so maybe three weeks old. Um, Son's got an alibi. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the the 
four in the morning, Amy from work calls me. She's like, get the fuck up. The shop's on fire. Because my phone is just going, the whole time I was like, like my wife and I finally got some sleep, you know? And she she actually called my wife. My wife woke me up. And so I'm driving down 405 being like, it's fucking over. That's it. Here it is again, right? Yeah. Another kick in the dick. Oh I show up there. The fire department like sits me down before I even get close. And like my front showroom's smoldering. And I, I mean, it didn't burn the roof down or anything. The sprinklers caught it. Yeah. But it smoked everything in the front showroom. I mean- Cars? All, all no, it, it didn't take any other cars out. Wow. It, it had some of them had some smoke, but we we detailed them out. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, you know, we had to redo all the insulation, all the ventilation, every piece of carpet, every computer because it was caustic. The, yeah. the smoke God, got into dude. yeah. So our computers after a month started just like randomly just failing, and like, yeah, like the matrix would come up on your screen and shit. And so we ended up. Um, insurance cover that. So I'm still battling insurance. I'm still fucking at that, at that point. I mean, I know this is this is a little inside baseball, but given the business I'm about to go into, yep. Does the cars insurance cover that, or does your shop, uh, so garage I, keepers I, insurance? Have yeah, to cover my garage that shit? keepers does. That's garage and, keepers. And then make sure you check the boxes. I'll fu- I know everything about shop insurance <laughs> for They're flood, like, for every fuck, for whatever you want. Yeah, we'll so, talk about this a little later. Yeah, Haggerty is going to cover me. Cover me though. I'm very excited to work with Haggerty. That's going to be awesome. Haggerty's the Haggerty are the greatest people. And I've I've talked to I've gotten references from other people, and I've uh, we talked to Jason Camisa the other night, yep. who said he's never had a claim even questioned by Haggerty. Oh, he yeah. makes a claim, they pay it out. It's like I'm so excited to work with Haggerty. Well, That's all. well I'm, I'm up I'm up to renew here soon for my garage keepers and a bunch of stuff, and I'm starting to shop it a little bit. Oh, dude, I'll set you up with the the head of commercial at Perfect. Haggerty. Awesome. It's like they've been so nice to me about this whole thing. That's so really wait, cool. so okay, so your garage keepers covered this, so, sort of, sort of. So the car is in my care and custody, and so this goes through investigation for like. Then again, it's like like almost two years. It's going through investigation, and they finally deemed me not responsible for the action that happened, and they blamed it on the battery company. Every, I mean, the investigation. Can you say what kind of battery it was? I should probably shouldn't. Should I? Yes. Nah. Nah. It's a fact. It's a fact. It's it is simply a, a fact. It is a fact. It is a fact. What kind of battery was on spontaneously combusted? I'm just going to say it was a lithium-ion battery. And it was a small one. And is it, it Braille? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First guess. Energizer. I didn't have to go very anyway, far to that Anyway, one. so the insurance company says, all right, cool. Uh, it's not your fault. I'm like, yeah, great. All right, let's get started. Let's fucking cover the cost of the car. My customer's being really patient. And he's like, oh, no. I mean, it's not your fault. You're not held liable. So that means you don't have to pay. I'm like, wait. Yeah. But my customer's car burnt down in my showroom, in my care and custody. Luckily, on page fucking 19 of my policy, I checked the box. Doesn't matter if it's I was negligent or not. If something happened, like a, a fucking rock comes through my roof, I w- wasn't my fault, and it breaks the car, we were covered. Uh-huh. And it took them so long to acknowledge that after they dropped me they dropped me and then they said they're not covering shit i fucking hate insurance what is companies. insurance for nothing it's, like, it's supposed to be called it's insurance so is crazy. in case of shit yeah right and then you pay if your- you file a claim then they drop you because you filed the claim <laughs> yeah. like i oh you needed this yeah okay once buy yeah and by the way we're not going to cover you because uh yeah. because you're a dumb car guy and i'm sure you're not going <laughs> to read page 19 crazy. of your shit and so that's crazy so that happened would and you say you don't recommend lithium-ion batteries? No, I wouldn't say that. I would say that... What's that there, about? I would say that there's a lot of good brands out there that... So, in in 20, 11 months ago, the FAA uh, levied a penalty of a million dollars against Braille because they had shipped 
a lithium-ion car battery by FedEx Air. Like, oh, we'll ship oh, you a battery. You bought a battery. Yep. But the battery caught fire in the in a truck, a FedEx truck, after it had landed and burned the truck to the ground. Whoa. And so they, they I guess they sent a couple of batteries, and, and this was when the FAA was trying to figure out lithium-ion. And, like, we have batteries for cameras that say they have an airplane on it. It's, like, approved for air travel. Like, GoPro batteries are okay, right? They're okay, but they still want you to keep them with you. But like I we check have GoPro batteries with my camera sure. case all the time. But like our, our, our Sony <laughs> F5s, I do. I do. I, I do. I'm not but, flying but there, with you. There are some batteries though that have like an airplane, it's like air travel approved, and mm-hmm. you can check it, and it's fine, and they don't care. But this is just something that happened. What so. a trip. So, anyways. They, they, of course, made me feel like I was the idiot. I hooked the battery up wrong. I'm like, you cannot feel like you hooked the fucking battery up wrong in a Porsche, basically. Yeah. Like, it just goes in, and here's your left, here's your right. They don't go over unless you turn it around, but we didn't do that, and blah, blah, blah. They, the, the charger that they prescribed for that battery was plugged in, blah, blah, blah. It was they, on a tender. It was on a tender. It blew the fucking hood off of the car. Wow. Oh. Yeah. And That's some scary shit. Oh, yeah. It's real scary. Real scary. So yeah. I am so super sketched. And so that's why I just teamed up. Do you with not Bob. park lithium-ion battery-equipped cars indoors anymore? I used to not even let them on the street block. <laughs> Get them the fuck out of here. But so now that you know, like, I'm I, I got with uh, Optimo batteries, and I'm all over those guys. They do they have a lithium yet? They're they're they're. I I'm sure something's going to come in the future. Right now, they just have their AGMs, you know, yeah. and they just launched uh, a direct bolt-in, not the six-pack that you don't have to have crazy brackets and everything. It literally bolts right in, but it's the same. So we're doing a lot of that right now. There's customers. I've heard, you know, I hear a lot of mixed reviews from people about Optimas. I've worked with Optima a bunch. I went to their facility mm-hmm. in in um, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. A lot of the issues people have with Optimas are lack of knowledge about how Optimas work Correct. because they work differently from right. other batteries and how you take care of them and how you tend them and all that kind of shit. Yeah. I have had really good luck with Optima yeah, batteries. Yeah, so have we. We have. I mean, you, you have. And to. they haven't paid me. I mean, I'm just saying this. This is literally. I've bought them at fucking AutoZone right. and put them in my cars, and I've had good experiences. I, I have too. I've killed a couple, and then you you can wake them back up. You can bring them back to life. Yeah. yeah. I, do you use the Optima digital tenders? Yeah. Dude, those, the digital 400 and the digital 1200 tenders yeah. are fucking rad. They're, they're money. I have three of them, and they're awesome. Yeah. Like so, you can bring back a fully dead battery with yeah, those things. 100. percent Yeah. I've heard when I went there. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this. They showed me a prototype of a lithium battery they were working on, the orange top. Oh wow! Which they had a they had a a, a working one for motorcycles, right? But they said they were going to adapt it for cars. Oh, very cool! But I I haven't seen it in production. I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying that. Well, I hope either, I don't. Either but, way, you know, a company like that. Yeah, those those two, the 400 yep. and the 1200. Yeah, those things are awesome. Are I have two of two 400s and a 1200 at my house, and they're fucking awesome. Those little 400s are badass. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, they're, I mean they're both great, you know. So that's that's so now I trust leaving a tender on a car because it's got the circuitry, it's got all that good stuff, and but you know anyway. So that was the other kick in the dick. That's crazy. Fires are bad. Fires are bad. So luckily the sprinklers put the fire out, and it was so weird. My sprinkler system didn't go off in the entire shop, just literally above the fucking car. Hmm. And so the fire department kicked the door and put it out, and we rebuilt, we repainted. Does that mean your system is good or bad? That's what I asked, and the fire department was like, well, it, it worked, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah. it was okay. So we had to reservice it, and that opened up some doors where, here goes the E-Myth. Like, then I had to learn about, I had to pull permits, I had to do this, mm. I had to redo my fire, my this. Luckily, my landlord was so rad. He was such a good dude. You know, Are he, you still renting, or did you buy the building no, from I'm, him? No, I'm still renting. Yeah, that's, so that's good. I got two more years on the lease, and then 
I don't know what I'm gonna do next. I'm building my building from the ground up, yeah. so I'm really learning about this kind of about because I'm learning so how deep. the fire system is literally built and permitted and construction. Right. I I fought the city and won. Oh, nice. The city wanted me. So the city says when you build a building for what for what I'm doing, there has to be a fire hydrant within 50 feet of the building. It's very close. 50 feet's close. Right. There is a fire hydrant within 50 feet of the building, but it's the rear of the building, and the city said, we don't like this. We didn't recognize it. We need to put a fire hydrant within 50 feet of the front of the building, even though there's there's two doors at the rear, Yeah. right? So they go, no, 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 you have to have a fire hydrant at the front. And so we we surveyed, and I had to pay to survey, the entire sidewalk area within the required zone. There are no water mains, and the only area close enough to a water main has a bunch of electrical shit for a series of traffic lights. Damn. So the city goes, okay, well, and we go, look, there's there's literally nowhere you can put this. So they go, okay, put it over there. Which So they go, they gave us a spot. Put it, You put it here. That's 78 feet. Right. Okay. So they wanted me to install... The second closest fire hydrant <laughs> to my building at my own cost, which meant I would have had to dig up Sentinella Avenue. Oh, great. That's, you know what that cost? That's going to be cheap. You know what it mm. cost to shut down Sentinella for three days? Oh, my God. <laughs> and so it, it's, I mean, I'll just say it because I don't have to pay it. It's a quarter of a million dollars. So I was going to have to pay a quarter of a million dollars to install the second closest fire hydrant <laughs> to my building. Eventually, we you know we fought and fought and fought and we won and we don't have to put oh, the fire hydrant awesome. in now, but like that's that's how this can go. Yeah, yeah, that's it, it goes quick. <laughs> oh yeah, the and other it, the other battle with fire hydrants. While we're on this, because this is so fucking crazy, I have to <laughs> I have to tell you this is so crazy. So we have a uh, the water main that comes into the building is six inch. Mm-hmm. I have like 160 nozzles in this building. Oh, yeah. There's fucking nozzles everywhere, dude. Because the fire system in this building is crazy, right. right? The fire, the water flows from the main at 3,000 gallons a minute. It's a lot of water. Out of a six-inch pipe. It's a lot of a six-thousand. The gallons. second it hits my building, it opens to an eight-inch. So my internal is an eight-inch, yeah. which is big, and it flows more than you'd think. But but they calculated blah 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 blah. Mm. And they go, well, it flows at 3,000 gallons a minute, but we've done all this math, and what we really think you should have is 3,030 gallons a minute. 3,030. 3,030. We need one more percent. <laughs> but who did you make mad? What? I, right? Who and the so, fuck did you here, piss off? So what do you have to do to get that 1%? Can't come from the city? You have to install an auxiliary fire pumping system. <laughs> Where does it go? On the roof. Mm. So what does that mean? It means I have to reinforce the roof for the weight of it and plumb from the basement to the roof and back. But wait. <laughs> yeah, but wait indeed. <laughs> uh, so we fought them on that so and if that uh, six one in- as well. However, if that six-inch pipe is only producing 3,000 gallons yeah. per minute and they want 3,030, but you're going to pull off that. You can, then- you can suck it. Oh, you can suck the water faster than it flows naturally. At with 3,000 gallons per minute, you can... The what? size of the pump 
This is why you have to reinforce the roof because the size of the pump is the size of this whole fucking table. It's the size of a Volkswagen. It's like it's like exhaust scavenging what we were talking about before. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, with a lot of fucking horsepower. Yeah, it pulls the water out. This is the construction hour of the fucking show. Yeah. So we've hired like many engineers. We've digressed. uh, Some people are interested in this kind of shit. This is what it takes to build a building in Los Angeles. (laughs) I mean, by some, I mean fucking four people. Yeah, six and a half people. But this, if case you might want to be a customer of mine, is why your car will be safe because we have covered all fire suppression angles right so, Unbelievable. so isn't that nuts like the shit you have to go through and learn as you're d- starting a business oh my god just look i recommend everybody chasing their dream right i recommend everybody trying to follow their passion no matter what it is if you have to start a business you have to go work somewhere sacrifice a little bit go do it but just be prepared yeah you know so i'm telling you guys like kind of the shitty kick in the nuts side of things you that's know? okay this is fine but the upside is the there's upside, a lot of glory there dude the, the you guys up, build fucking rowdy ass cars give us the glory the glory resume simple i do what i love every fucking day and it comes at a cost and also jeff swartz pike's peak car right fucking how fast have you guys gone in the half mile uh, we've gone 205. Ooh, that's very good. And a 205 and a half and a for a Porsche is very, ha- hey, very hey, fast. But I had a broken first gear. I started in second. We didn't get to turn the boost up. And Is that Swan's car? No, that's um, that's Jason's from Shift Sector. Oh, really? Yeah, we're trying Jesus to do Christ. Uh, launch control and crashing. <laughs> it, yeah. And so, that's fucking great. Scotto said you're building him a five-cylinder right now. Yeah, we're going to start doing that. I like that you guys are expanding into other shit. Have you we, promoted your Fox body skills yet? Yeah, no. That's... <laughs> We have no Fox body skills. No, so <laughs> the new owner of, of my car is extremely happy with it. That's awesome. He really is fucking super, super stoked on it. I love that car, by the way. I love it, too. I, I wish I drove it Time more. Time and a place, though, right? It's a. It was a car to, that filled a need I didn't have. Right. I'm much more happy with a 911 designed for the city than with a Fox body designed for the canyons. I don't go so to the canyons if I'm calling, not working. Is that what you're calling the 911? It's designed for the city, like an urban assault? It's not assault. designed for the city, but that's what I got it for, yeah. So you can just pound speed bumps, you can... You, yeah, you, dude, you our city's be... fucked up. I, I drive on shitty potholed roads with shitty, weird angles and driveways mm. and all this stuff, and I wanted a, a 911 for that. So it, I, I've got a customer who who um lives up outside of reno and he sends me a picture of you know like a hauling ass and a lifted 911 i don't know who built it but he's a ruby stone no if it's ruby stone lee built it no it's not a lee car oh. and i'm trying to figure it out he found it on bring a trailer and oh wait was it white i don't know Let me look if it's up. white it's radwood rick's car Let's... radwood rick's safari car was so beautiful and sold on bring a trailer someone fucking stole it uh no, Radwood Rick is irreverent no. some irreverent something. No, it's, it's it's red. And so he sends me this. That's his commute to work. Oh, his yeah. His, he, his commute to work yeah. is on dirt. That's it's on amazing. dirt. He hauls Look at this one. That one's that one is Radwood Rick's car and it oh, was yeah. very beautiful <laughs> and it sold for not nearly enough money on Bring a Trailer. It what, looks like mine. What does something like that go for right now? Like Radwood Rick's car. So that one sold for like seventy five on Bring a Trailer, which the bu- the buyer fucking stole it. Stole it. If you want a car from Lee, yeah. including a donor, with a two-year waiting list, it's one hundred and thirty grand. Well, fuck that's man. not what I paid. Yeah, I mean, honest, straight up, that's not what I paid. But I'm a fucking marketing machine. You're, so you're you. I I when I like something, people go and buy it. Ooh. So that's why I got a little discount. Mm. And plus, I've known Lee longer than I've known you. Right. I met Lee in two thousand five. Fuck. When he was a proper full-time race car driver Dude. at Farnbacher Lowell's. Oh, yeah. 
That's when I was working for Porsche. That's when I knew I knew Lee longer than you knew him. Yeah, yeah probably. I, I met him in 03. Yeah. And he I, was, God, he was... Okay, so I watched a video of Lee. I'm just going to say... Please, I, go ahead. He was at Sebring in an old... Well, not old. like a, Probably like an 01 GT3 RS uh, race car before they were the RSRs. Mm-hmm. Fucking hammering the shit out of it. So I'm working for the factory. I'm watching like the Pat Long and the Romain Dumont. I'm, yeah. I'm watching all of the... I'm looking at all the data. I'm looking at all the in-car. I'm watching all this stuff. And I see this young dude, Lee fucking hammering the shit i mean he's coming out of corners fourth gear like like crossed up and just yeah and and just and but getting it you know and i was like this guy is he's ins- amazing he's insane he's a am- he's an amazing driver and i think he's just the- a rad dude yeah and with the right set of circumstances he would be on the same level as pat long for sure you got to try looking up leaking gt3 rs sebring i don't know if it's still he, up there. um you know that nurburgring video that he did Rain is dance. one of the it's most the rain dance video, which I I guess oh, JF dude. is the producer of, but fundamentally it's just a fucking GoPro on right. his helmet. Right. But that Lee, Lee's rain dance video is one of the most impressive driving displays I've ever seen. Uh, he's bananas. And yeah, like, look, he's sliding oh, the yes. singer into the corkscrew. Like, at Laguna. Oh yeah, pull that over so, the, so, the, so like, the fools can see he's that. He's one of the best. He, so, we I remember that that didn't make it, Zach. Um, he beat a four five eight. Scuderia uh, a 458 Speciale's time around Laguna and that singer doing that I think yeah but yeah. didn't it, he's nuts he took Project Swan at 114 degrees when you guys did the thing out mm-hmm. there I oh think yeah he ran within like a couple tenths of the world's fastest streetcar that's ever lapped oh there, yeah right? I think it was the second fastest streetcar ever lapped Chuck Wall and yeah. did it by accident did it by accident yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and he yeah. it was 114 degrees out yeah. he's never been in the car before yeah and this is how he does it he goes out he gets his warm-up lap he does a burner and he's like, I, I go. He goes, I, I just won't go any faster. <laughs> and I'm like, how the fuck do you know that? And then he goes, I goes, all right, I'll try it again. And then t- it's not faster, yeah. yeah. And when I first went out in his safari, because when he t- when I here's how I ended up with the safari. We f- did a film for Drive. We went to North Carolina to his like road, like this this single track. Uh, stage that he closed mm-hmm. and by closed I don't mean we permitted it like it was literally had a barrier at one end yeah. so he drove to the end and drove back and went it's closed <laughs> and and, uh, and he in flip flops he didn't even take off the flip flops like he didn't do barefoot like with the flip flops on mm-hmm. put on such a fucking display in this safari car that I got out of it and I went I can't do that and he goes yes you can and I go, no, I can't. He goes, yes, you can. He goes, get in the fucking car. And I went out, and then I did it, like with you know, with shoes on, not as good as him, but sideways enough where I went, holy shit, I just did that on and my I first ha- fucking try. And I have to have one. And I go, how much are these? Yeah. And he and he gave me a number, you know, a for me number. And I go, put me on the list I'm right yeah. right now. I'll start finding. And that was it. Took two years from when I drove his car to when I ended up getting one, but. Worth it, hundred percent yeah. worth it. And he's got a he's got a good team down there that builds some oh, really nice dude. stuff. Oh, dude! So I'll shout I'll shout them all out. Goldcrest Motorsports, I love those guys down there who are who are great. And they uh, they did some of the things that I mean, you did you know you did the the basics engine. Right. They, they they fixed the air conditioning <laughs> and they did the suspension stuff and the cage and uh, Bryson the painter, mm-hmm. um, classic livery of Atlanta is the name of his company. Fucking amazing. Go go to Instagram, Bryson the painter. This dude, his his Instagram is actually Bryson the Painter. He, this guy and his and his shop, they fucking rule. Their paint skills are incredible. Uh, and then uh, Tire Rack uh, hooked me up with the set of the BFGs. Clarion hooked up the stereo. 
I think that's all of them. Awesome. Go to keep going down to go find Bryson's Civic, Zach. His he repaints his Civic every year. <laughs> what? And he and he uh he did uh John Player special livery this year. He did a golf look at that, look at that Marlboro. That's yeah. Bryson Civic. He goes time attack racing this fucking thing. This is paint. This is not all of it is paint. That's so rad. This guy Dude, when I saw him at Grid Life with the golf livery he painted on that Civic, yep. it was absolutely off the charts. That guy rules. I love, I love, love, love the the craft and the craftsmanship. I don't care what industry mm -hmm. it is. When you see, so, I'm such a sucker for it too. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll, I'll eat it up. You're telling me like somebody on the corner making some craft whiskey. I'm like, okay, fuck Blanton's. You know what I mean? Yeah, Even though it is. Oh, but, he painted that. They painted that Martini Martini oh, livery okay. as well. Okay, so I okay, never mind. I've seen his work. That's know, Tate, yep. that's Tate's car. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's, that's from a, RWB that's Atlanta. Cool, that's a pretty badass car. Yeah, that's all paint. Yeah, this guy has mad fucking skills. That's incredible. Yeah, I really shout out to Bryson in Atlanta. He's he's fucking ridiculous. Um, I think we got a lot of questions, don't we? Mm -hmm. We got a lot. We're gonna get to questions. We got questions from the audience. Can you punch in on those, Zach? If you want to get in on the super chat right now, we're gonna do questions for the next thirty minutes. You got time, Tim? You got somewhere to be? I have nowhere to be. Perfect. Here. Perfect. Um, I've. Uh, Nicholas, thank you for your donation. Abel says, but Tim, what is the one car that comes into the shop and you think, man? He clarified this in in post below. Oh, what did he, he say? He basically said, like, are there any cars that come in where you go, I don't want to work on this car? <laughs> Fox body. <laughs> Anything that Matt brings us. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. No, the, um, honestly, um, what, what car? I mean, there's always... Like you, here's a, I'll clarify his question for him. Like, you do a lot of these big projects. Like, I know you love a challenge. I the, the, the putting a whole race car body onto a car, you know, building a thousand horsepower engine. Like, are you... Are you got are you tired of doing oil changes and brake jobs on customers' cars? Like is there, no, are there, are no, there, is there I, a job too small or a car too annoying? Not at all. I love the the service work. Um it, you know what the service work is rad because it gives the guys a break and they it's like a recharge for them almost because you're so taxed when you're doing these big projects. You know, like you ever go to school and you're 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 studying and you haven't moved but you're like smoked. Mm -hmm. It's you know, your brain consumed. I think that's what happens with the text too. Uh so I don't mind any of that. You know, it's when I have when I have a car come in that I know nothing about, like a Ferrari four eighty eight. Well, it brings up to the next question: the Ultima GTR, which I haven't seen around your shop. Someone bought an Ultima GTR at auction and brought it to you guys. Why? Okay, so we've built that guy a few Porsches, uh -huh. and he brought. So this is how it went down: he bought the car. He said, "I'm going to ship it to you. I just need you to look at it real quick, and I'm going to take it to the track next weekend." And the car came. We're like, "You're not fucking driving that thing." <laughs> Why the, not? Okay, what was wrong with it? The, the first thing that stood out in my head was the 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 belt came around the top side of the alternator, and the fuel pressure regulator was right behind it, and or sorry, right in front of it on the firewall. And what was hanging over the belt was a fuel pressure sensor about a quarter inch above the belt. <laughs> as soon as that belt snaps on that little eighth inch MPT brass fitting. Out, It'll take pump, the whole thing out. Pump fuel into the alternator and then drip down onto the headers, so you're dead. The shift oh, linkage, safe. the shift linkage on the car because I had a 915 gearbox uh, had all these U joints that if the motor torqued over just a little bit too far, it bind the shifter up. There was just too much shit that was. I was like, you can't take this car. The oil line was resting on the header. Too many things. So then he now goes, is that car not to interrupt, but is that car designed that way and that's no, a bad design or someone no, assembled it, 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 it poorly just, they, or what yeah i think somebody just um 
They assembled it probably just to like, do cars and coffee. Yeah. You know, which is fine, whatever, mm-hmm. but you'll still burn your car down. Dude, so we filmed a car for Big Muscle once where the guy was tired of his car <clears throat> scraping. Yeah. He had a T-Bird. Uh, so he had the shop weld a two-inch thick plate piece of steel on the bottom. So he just put a skip plate on it. And it still scraped everywhere, but it just ate asphalt. <laughs> but now asphalt. it made sparks. But like, you... You didn't fix it. You just you just put a like a you put a knee pad on it. Yeah, it's really. But that's what people yeah, did. It's still bleeding, but you put the band aid on top. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's that's the problem. So then we he goes, all right, then do it the way you'd want to. I'm like, okay. So I joked around. I'm like, I'd put a fucking paddle shifted sequential in it, a Motec injection, a fire system, and blah blah. blah. He goes, cool. Uh, we have a track day at Laguna coming up. I missed that deadline because. Um, yeah. Big because, projects. Yeah. Because you like every time you think something's going to happen quickly, and then it just doesn't. Double, yeah. it, double it. Yeah. You are a victim. Of I am. That. I'm the victim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and so I won't rub it in, but it, yeah. took, it only took you five and a half months to to do and the work change. on my engine. It took us five and a half months to do an oil change on my fucking car. So no, the Ultima GTR is is fucking badass. I got to drive it at Laguna Seca. I got to drive it at Cal Speedway. So first time we ever took the car on this on a shakedown, I was out on the banking, going 178 miles an hour in the thing. You went 178. Yeah. On the on the big banking, yeah. not the tight banking. On the bank, right? going into the big banking. And so those cars are so cool looking. So I, that, the question is, do you think you could put the alt? You, the alt? What are the Albins? Are those shocks? No, that, Albins. That's a, that's a transmission. That's a oh the Albins. Yeah. Gear, oh, could it beat a nine nine one GT three or GT three RS on track? Similar conditions and drivers. Okay, very nice. So we were at Laguna Seca, and I was lapping that thing, and I was taking people for rides, and the the car. Everybody loved that car so much. Even the sound guys were kind of like putting the meter back over here, and then you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. there was a GT3, a dot two charcoal GT3 out there. Uh, the guy was just hauling ass, and I was basically asleep behind him. And that in my head was like, oh fuck, what am I doing? You know, really? And dude, look at it. I mean, it just looks like a formula car with a body on it. Right? It's like a DP car. Wait, so we corner bounce aligned it. It was twenty two hundred and forty pounds. It made seven oh seven on ninety one octane. <laughs> Through a fucking sequential gearbox with one of the, some of the baddest ass TC you could ever think of. So you know? it works now. The car is so rad. So I was white knuckling at Cal Speedway. We went to Laguna Seca and I was just having a blast. So do you? Would you actually recommend one of those to somebody? You don't don't approach it like it's going to be a car that is a seventy thousand dollar haul ass car. You're going to have to put some money into it and do it right, and yep. then and then it'll be. Would it have been easier if you actually started from scratch? No, I mean there was enough there. It had a, a really nice LS7 in it that we didn't have to touch. We just changed the injection and yeah. all that stuff. I, I don't think so. Okay. I think you know. I was curious. That car was sitting around for a while, so uh, you know. If you were a foot and a half shorter, I'd say you. Oh, drive I can't it. get in no. it. No, I, I, you know, I'm over. I cannot personally, and, and, and not that this needs to be about me, but I personally cannot drive any car fast that I'm not comfortable in. Just can't do it. No, you have to. I've gotten in a couple different like prototypey cars. It's too distracting. It's too distracting when I can't move properly, no, and I just you, and I can't you're get past too that. Much. You're yeah, yeah. it's just not. Yeah, I get. Where if I'm comfortable, I can go pretty quick. You know, uh, Ricky says, "What are each of the best sounding cars you've ever driven?" A Carrera GT. Carrera GT straight pipe. Uh, no, I love the way they sound with the OEM exhaust. I know that sounds ridiculous, but. They they just have they they've nailed it somehow. It's not loud enough, yeah. but it the sound that it makes. Um, I like Carrera GT as well. He bring Ricky brings up the LFA. Have you had to go to oh, an LFA ever? We, we had we didn't. I didn't get to drive it. But we we had an LFA in the shop about six months ago, and we you, we were just putting tires on it really. But that that thing is music. They are really really nice. I I drove one of those at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, and I enjoyed it 
a lot more than I thought I was. That's awesome. Because I I let the internet get to me. Fuck all of them people, dude. That car's the brakes, the steering, and the sound were so on point. You know, and it was fucking fantastic. But if you go back, the Honda N600 with the VFR with the bike motor swap, dude, 13,000, 12,500 RPM. That sounded sounded really good. That sounded so good. Yeah, I am. Uh, Nithin says, what cool cars have family members owned that make you view those cars more fun? Any sports cars that influence? Okay. All right. So family members' cars that make you view those cars more fondly or any sports cars that influence me. I will, I'm will. i going to drop two, and I don't think he's going to actually like my answers. <laughs> so sorry. My grandfather owned a 57 Thunderbird. Um, I never personally saw it. The legend was in New Jersey, there's a big hill called East Clinton Road. It's a big hill. And he used to brag that it could go up this hill in idle. It had so much torque, it could go up the hill that's, and idle. That's such a dad thing to say. Which is right? such yes. a grandpa thing to yeah, say. Right. At some point, you know, if I have all the room in the space, I would like to have a 57 Thunderbird, because I really do think they look very fucking cool. And we'd go idle the shit out of it. I would idle it up big hills all day. <laughs> and I'll tell you something. When my mom bought the first-gen RX 300 Lexuses, I was like so mad at my mom for not buying a real SUV like a Tahoe or something like man this isn't a real SUV and she has they have one still the original ones at their vacation home and when I go down to their vacation house to hang out and I drive the original first gen RX 300 yeah it is an amazing car amazing car mm-hmm. from a styling perspective the it's really handsome and yet Pretty simple. I mean, some. I think the in the middle years they got pretty. They got pretty good looking. The beginning, I think, was not just, the first. Yeah. The O three when they the the slight facelift with the Altesa tail lights. Yeah. yeah, it's a really handsomely styled car that is. It's functional. It's really durable. The materials are really good. And in hindsight, my mom was totally fucking right because a ninety or a two thousand and two or uh, two thousand two is that O three two thousand two. 2002 RX 300. That one. Yeah, that one. So, so that holds a special place in dude, my heart. You know, it, you know what? I have to say, like, my mom was right. Like, it's a really handsome, it is aged really well, it's really durable, we never have any problems with them. The, the leather quality and the wood quality and the quality of the engine and the power, they're all there. And, like, I didn't appreciate it when I was younger, but now as an adult... Like I really appreciate what Lexus did with that car. What about you? Is there anything you anything you didn't appreciate so much when you were younger that you appreciate now? Uh, my parents had an '81 Dodge Aspen with a 318. <laughs> that was rad. We used to go. Uh, that thing would stall all the time. My poor mom would have to try to fix. There it is. God, that, 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 looks, it was, it was, that is a terrible looking vehicle. And can you imagine? <laughs> really can you imagine? Can you imagine in like '82, '83, '84? The sedan. Yeah, it was, there it is. I mean, <sighs> look at that beauty. That is a fucking unfortunate looking. This car, is now man. my exhibit A for whenever I say I don't like brown cars because I and I know a lot of Jalopnik don't care what I think, but I'm but this bingo bango right this there. This is it. And then my dad had a Z28 Camaro. I think it was an '84 mm. that we thought was whole. He and he would just do burnouts everywhere. Yeah, so that was awesome. You and, see the Detroit Speed one at SEMA? Oh yeah, the IROC. Yes. 
Detroit Speed knows what's up. Do you know those guys? You know no, the Tuckers? No, but they are all the stuff they put out is just awesome. They're kindred spirits to you. You you would really like the Tuckers and their cars. I'd love to. Hang I've out driven and do, all their yeah. cars and they're fucking incredible. Those guys know what exactly what they're doing. That's so and awesome. And that is a fucking iron. That is right a there. beast of a car. That car looks That's so my good right there. That is my <laughs> that my car looks so. My good. dad is probably like, oh, we got to have that right. Do you now. know what that car? That car. What happened to that car? They built that basically and someone fully totaled it oh, and they rebuilt it. this is it and they mm. rebuilt it wow this is the same car this car was like i saw this car when i went to detroit speed i feel like it was about two and a half three years ago when i went to north carolina to mooresville to drive their cars this car was literally sitting in the fucking woods with trees growing through it that one? crashed yeah yeah and they fixed it wow and they built it over yeah, yeah, it was white. It's the white one. Those they cars are they just, built it. Those cars are just awesome. That was it before. And someone Oh, I remember seeing and that. And someone car. crashed it hard as fuck and just destroyed the whole thing and they rebuilt it. Mm. And that's the same car. I love them. I'll plug the shit out of the Tuckers any any day. Yeah, they're they badass. Rule. Yeah, they you you would you would really like them. If you've never hung out with them, you you guys would totally get along. Uh what else we got? Um Dan, thank you Dan for your donation. Toon Squad says a few years ago, but Tim was on the show discussing electrification of cars and the possibilities of modifying a 918. Did that ever come to fruition? Can you modify a 918? No, it never came to fruition, but I haven't stopped really looking into it. And there, now... Is so, there anything to be done setup-wise with a 918? Oh, yeah. There, I mean, it, yeah. There, and the cars respond well to... I mean, I can tell they do respond well to a more aggressive setup. There's What do you um, do? Change alignment settings yeah, and just, stuff? That's yeah, it? a little more aggressive setup on the, the alignment. You don't have to throw any parts at it. Um, I would like to do a light exhaust. I would like to get into... So, it's funny. I just had a long conversation at lunch about the future of BBI and where we're going to go. Look, I like gas. I like internal combustion engines. I like all that stuff. The future, though, I mean, we're going to have to... We're going to have to address electrification we're we're, we're going to start you're going to see in the next two to three years bbi a small portion of our company is going to be kind of dedicated to e-mobility and and have you seen the aftermarket hybrid system for the 911 yeah you see that yeah so have you fucked with one no we haven't yet but so we, we're there, there's there, i can't talk about for it those yet, who have never heard but, of it tell people what it is so the aftermarket hybrid system for the 911. I forgot the name of the company. They're they're Zach up, will find it. They're they're up north, but they have right in between the engine and the transmission. They have this billet plate with with the electric motor there that takes place of the flywheel, and it boosts. I think another 75 horsepower. 175 horsepower. 175. Vonin Performance. That's what it is. Yeah. Trunk mounted battery and electric motor in place of the stock flywheel. So we're, we're, we've, we've spoke with these guys. We're kind of in talks with them, preliminary really? talks about, about a few things. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. So you don't even have a starter motor anymore. Uh, it, it's, it's the, the motor that goes between the engine and the gearbox. And it's, um, I, I mean, I love this shit, but, I'm a hard well, I, I tested the Panamera Turbo SE Hybrid. I just drove one the lot. How awesome is it? Oh, dude. It's so awesome. So the customer has a 991 Turbo that we built for him, and he has that. And he goes, I'm selling the Turbo. And he goes, Tim, let's go to the light, get in the fucking car, and go launch it. Yeah. He goes, press all the buttons, do all the thing. First, he goes, watch this, put an E, and we just kind of cruise. Yeah, it all yeah, yeah. And then we launch it. Holy shit. Well, so I did like six laps around a track, oh, see, right? That's and when I finished the six laps, mm -hmm. the battery had more charge than when I started. Isn't that insane? Even though I was in full discharge 
every time I went flat out of a corner, it charged more than it discharged just from the braking. Yeah. So cool! It's just utilizing all of that momentum, all that energy. The awesome! Store, yeah, that's that. See, I that stuff excites me. I think you're going to see maybe not th- three, five, but in five years we're going to. So do could you podcast. be a dealer for this for this product, an installer for this product? Yes. Yeah. That'd be so fucking rad, dude. Yeah. I'm actually kind of excited about the possibility of a hybrid 911 because I think we're going to see it sooner, like from the factory. Well, are we going to see it with the 992? I think we I are. I think we're going to see it with the 992. I think we. I really think we are. It's um, seventy-five grand is the kit. Yeah, seventy five grand. It, mm. It'll give you ten seconds of balls out boost, and oh, I think it's a ninety second regen time. I want to say, and there's um, but that's where we're gonna come in. We're gonna say, all right, fuck that. We're gonna let's modify. It. Let's mm. let's 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 push it further. And you remember when we did the story about cooling? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. How fast do you want to go for how long? Right. That's you will see with the electrification of vehicles. That is going to be the fucking key. How much heat and how much control and how much thermal dissipation you can. Con- you know what I mean? Yeah. That's going to be everything. That's like the Model Three. They did that road and track test, and that was a big thing. They that's did. that's be, why they tried to bring two cars. Yeah. No, that's that's absolutely everything. And I. And so we're going to play with that stuff. Um, Your adventure is in lithium lithium ion batteries. Here we go. We're going right back into the batteries. <laughs> yeah, right. So you, when, when I was kind of balking earlier about talking, oh, getting kicked in the nuts and all that shit, th- those are just the th- those are just the speed bumps that you have to like. In, in the face of adversity, you got to smile, right? And you gotta you gotta you gotta just take it, learn from it, and just keep fucking crushing. Wake up the next day with the same smile on your face, or you're gonna get fucked. So that's I wasn't trying to woe is me. I was just. There's so many exciting things. No, happening. I was. I was. It wasn't yeah. a woe is me. It was like you run a small business. I'm about to start a small business. Yeah. So, just on a personal level, I was just interested in some of that adversity. Mentally, where you are right now today, starting a small business, where I was when I was fucking 26 years old, are two fucking planets, right? Well, that's so, good. I read the E Myth. I started you, the right place. Yeah, you, you did. And you know, I I was so thankful because Instagram wasn't that popular. I didn't have other shit that I was like, oh, I'm sad because I'm not that, right? So Did my shit give you your first ever real boost of publicity? 100%. Really? Yep. That's and so that's, crazy. I was getting all nostalgic. That's why I texted you the other day because I was watching that video. I'm like, dude, Matt is the one who really honestly put us on the internet. That's so interesting. I'm so happy that that Ten happened. 10 years ago. Yeah. No, without, and, that was, right? and that was Craig Lieberman. Yeah. That, that was, was Lieberman. Craig Lieberman right. was like, you have to meet this guy because you would really like him. And he's got cool shit. So thank you, Matt. Oh, my pleasure, dude. My pleasure. I'm happy to do and it. And thanks, Craig. And, and now, I, now I pay you. Well, yeah, shit, for most shit things. rolls down For most yeah. things. Yeah. That's fine. I'm, 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 I'm glad I, after 10 years I finally brought you a fucking product that you know how to work on. Yeah, you kept bringing me all this crazy <laughs> shit. It took like, 10 years to bring Corvettes, yeah. Mustangs. Hey, but Tim, I need you to uh, take a gas tank out of an independent rear end <laughs> fox body that never had an independent rear end and you, you got this right oh fuck yeah let's uh, let's yeah, let's do it it's easy it's yeah. just if you listen to the internet dude it's that shit is super easy and everyone can do it in their sleep if you listen to the internet my car my car is a fifteen thousand dollar car that anyone could build at home right right of course yeah <laughs> okay all right go work on it then internet yeah have good fun fucking, yeah good get luck. in the trenches and have Enjoy fun yourself yeah. um Grayson says, what are your thoughts on modern day versus previous old school Aston Martins? The DBS is amazing, but I miss the old Vantage. Um, I don't think they're as pretty as they, they used to be. No, but they were so sick. There was a time. I think it was, what, 03? Early 2000s. Yes. Just everything was, was magic. My Vanquish is the sexiest Aston Martin ever, just saying that. Well, it is. Well, yeah. No, I, you know what's really growing on me now is the 80s 
the Aston Mustangs, nope. the 80s vantages are really I, growing on me I now. I can't get with you on that. No? But I, I nope. can see how you would like that. I, they're fucking sexy, man. And they're 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 going up. They're they're really through pull, the... Pull one of those out. Let's see what we got. No, go, pull, Google like an 85 or 86 Aston Martin vantage. Um, yes. I, that is okay, fire, never, dude. Ne- never mind. I did see one of those. Those are pretty cool. Ta- second was, from the, that one right there, Zach. Second from the top. Yep. That. Okay, that oh, dude, badass. that's Never fucking mind. hot. You you're can't, right. You can't right. not like if, that. If it had a different front, I can't because we filmed on Big Muscle like a wide body Mustang 2. <laughs> I'm not getting close. similar color yeah, and close. it was very similar to that. And so I can't get that on my head. I understand. The Mustang did come first, but. Ooh. In this picture, it's like a 240Z with a Mustang front. I, I'm sorry. I can't I do really it. like these, man. And these are expensive now. These are 150 grand, 200 grand what, now. What car was. That wasn't the same car that was in. Um, the Fast and the Furious when they were in London with that that girl was driving when she was all blacked out and didn't like Vin Diesel. What car Ooh, was that? I don't remember. That I'm sorry to say. Reminds me I, of something like that. Sorry to say I don't remember. I feel like that was a Japanese car. No, not. Oh, but that, was that a Jensen Interceptor? That, that may have been a Jensen Interceptor. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not as big a fan of a Jensen Interceptor as the, the, the new Astons. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't I don't love their styling. That DBS Super Legera thing looks super sexy. Um, the V8 Vantage is a little awkward to me. English Corvette. Yeah. Although I'm getting another one. I got So I got one as a press car. Didn't really go well. Mm. It was an early build pre-pro car, mm-hmm. and it had a lot of problems. And Aston, I didn't really give it the kindest review. And Aston asked if I would take another one that was a more recent build. Oh, is there a little plastic in there from there? I it's apologize. I know that too, yeah. And uh, they asked Character. if I uh, if I would take another one and try again that was yeah. a more recent build because they said the early, you know, the early pre-pro cars, like, look, you know, they're hand-built. They're not... Uh, they're not necessarily representative of the customer's product. That's fucking sexy, dude. I like that. Is that the new DBS? That's the new. That's the Super Legera. That I, looks great. I think the, I, I think the front, the front mouth is huge, but that's all cars today for cooling reasons and stuff. And uh, the headlights, I think, it just need a little. I don't know. They're a little out of proportion. This car is gigantic. No, but the back three quarters of it. That looks like the sickest FRS you could ever. <laughs> oh, God, that's cold. <laughs> amazing. That's cold. I think I, it looks love, really good. I love the that new does, Genesis Coupe. I love the new Genesis Coupe. I think. It, I yeah. think this <laughs> little bit, especially in white, like the mouth, yeah. yeah. I think this looks good. The but as the as the 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 gentleman said, the 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 original, the first gen V8 Vantage is extremely that handsome. was sex. The DB9 extremely was sex. Handsome. The DBS built on that, I think, was the great. DBS it, it, DBS had a little body kit. It did have little, a little body little kit. Little ricey going. body kit happening on it that I wasn't the biggest fan of. Yeah, there were, like I said, back in like 03, no, sorry, 05 maybe. The, the Vanquish, dude. The, the van- fucking the Vanquish. Fucking Vanquish. There was one that is this, this guy, hot. This guy, Matt, before I even knew him, he'd park it on PCH. Uh, uh, drive I thought you were talking about me. No, different, different <laughs> Matt. He had it parked in front of a coffee shop, and, every, and it was just fucking buried on the ground on HREs, and it, it was just done right. And I was just like... It was just a sexy ass car. Oh, one of those is mine. See my see. I think mine. I think my O three. That is going to age. I mean, it already mm-hmm. does. That car looks fucking hot. I drive that car right now. It's at the. It's at what should be. My Aston's fifteen years old. It's an O three. 2018, it should be at minimum cool right now. According to the math, 15 years is minimum cool. Is that when things start to That's cool out? That's pretty much 15 to 20 years is minimum cool, and then they come back. But that is hot as fuck even today. Here's, so, here's what I'm talking about with the headlights. Look, your headlights go from, you know, 
like near the front grill. They got that long classic race yeah, car yeah. shape, right? I mean, we've seen that from back, basically back in the '60s when they started covering headlights for race cars. And then you go to this, and it's just it's very short. And, and it's small on the new Vantage. I didn't like it on the new it Vantage. It almost looks like a Viper headlight. The Vantage has very small right. headlights. You want to you want to fuck your brain up? Look at an S15 like a Sylvia, and then look at, at the new Vantage again. Is the S15 huge headlights? No, no, no the they're, S15, like they're, they're squared they're off. And similar. Small. They're, oh, they, they have yeah. the same oh, curving. Yeah, yeah. In. Yeah. I, I thought about that, and hmm. uh, it kind of ruined me. Interesting. Okay, okay, I feel you. We'll go to the next question while I find it. Um, let's see. Oh, here's a Porsche oh. question. Okay, Ethan says, a TPC Cayman S or 996 Turbo, track capable of mainly just for a fun streetcar. Also, saw your post on Instagram and sent in my resume, but Tim... All right, Ethan. Oh, we'll go back to his in a minute. Um, I've driven it. Have you driven a TPC car ever? I have. I enjoyed it, actually. Yeah. Uh, so Mike knows what he's doing, man. Mike Levitas is the man. He, he's the man. He knows what he's doing. He's, they make and two kits, though. You, they make a non-intercooled and an intercooled. Yeah. You definitely you want the intercooled. intercooled yeah. 100%. Yeah. But I drove one. It was fucking quick, yeah. man. <laughs> Get with it. I, I, they, uh, the one I drove had street brake pads on it, and I smoked on the fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like not dead. But the power was amazing, dude. Yeah. A 400 horsepower Cayman is a big fucking car. It's a lot of cars. <laughs> yeah. Would you rather have a 996 Turbo or a 400 horsepower Cayman? You know what? I'm still going to go with 996 Turbo because I, I have a Because soft, Metzger engine? Because Metzger, I have such a soft spot for 996s. And they're like the ugly duckling. They're like the, 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 the purgatory between the air-cooled and actually a proper... You know what I mean? Like yeah, a, yeah. But, I mean, look at, look at Larry Chen's car. That's... Pretty pretty cool car. That I mean, and 996 turbos are capable. And oh, they you, are. You, you don't have to do a whole lot to them to make them really fucking haul, and especially on a track. Yeah. It's just I think I think people they get lost in the front suspension with the crappy four wheel drive and all that shit. But there's stuff you can do to make these things just rail. Yeah, uh, fair. Um, and nothing's better than driving on 911. Yeah, I, I just think that. There's well, an I think the 996 is drive different than other 911s, yeah. and they're my least favorite. But there's no arguing that you can hammer the shit out of a 996 Turbo, hammer. and it will take it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, MB is Frenchie, back again. He, he's he got it. No dealer stuff. Good. Thank you, sir. Uh, favorite Porsche colors. Do you have any favorite Porsche colors? Uh, Whatever. That Royal Oak Green that he we showed in the God, Carrera that, GT that, earlier. That Royal Oak very green. sexy. There's um, Cassis Red. Busy, busy, Mo, busy Moto's 911. That blue. Oh, the blue. That's a beautiful color. Yeah. Is that an, is that an original color? I just think. I have no I don't idea. Know. All honesty, the blues are beautiful, but I just think there's too many. There's too many different blues. There's too many. Every single. You know, like paint the sample. It's yeah. supposed to be special, right? And now everything's PTO. Now, now I see yeah. a white GT3 yeah. RS. I'm like, fuck, that looks great. You know, white, it's like, no stickers, no stickers, just, yeah. just done. You know, and that, and sometimes I, I saw one the other day that had a white window banner that just said Porsche across. It reminded me of a cup car, like rolling it out of the yeah. trailer. It's a little douchey, but well, you right. know, I mean, you know, that <laughs> if a Porsche, there's ever a car you don't need to look at and go, what? now who makes that? <laughs> that's, that's the 911. <laughs> but every single Porsche that I've ever seen rolling in Southern California has the wing or the windshield banner that says Porsche on it, but nothing looks like a Porsche, right? So I, I I don't I don't I also don't get it but um white uh, greens there was a um there's a like a a muddy green and I don't know the color of it that I saw a dude did a paint the sample on um a muddy green almost like a almost like an olive drab but it had mm. it had a little more brown in it oh like a vintage 70s color yeah yeah huh. and there there's a and this guy one of my customers Tom has a 72E that's this like almost a 
he calls it olive, but it's a it's an olive color that looks so good. Huh. I like Bahama orange too. I've seen yeah. Bahama orange on the vintage cars. That's a fun. Yeah. That's a fun color. Yeah. I drove a, a, a modified nine twelve that was Bahama orange, and it was a really fun. Yeah, there's a Bahama orange. Yeah, that's a great color. I like that color. I think I think that's a that's a perfectly period color, and it really if you that's look a at beautiful. It, just color. look at all the pictures that Zach has up right now. Yeah. Well lit afternoon light versus twelve o'clock Cha- hot light. It changes. really really changes. It doesn't look good in a hot light, but it looks good in an afternoon glow. Yeah, Bahama orange is fun. There, look at that bottom left with the, the targa there. It mm-hmm. looks terrible. But when it's well lit, it looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What else? Okay. That's fine. Lawrence says, a uh, long-time viewer, love the show. Thank you, sir. Um, now that S550 V6, oh, Mustang. The Mustang V6 has 310 horsepower, and they're selling for twenty-two to 24000 Uh Is it the softer 370Z? You can daily. I think yes, actually. That's actually pretty good. V6 Mustangs are not terrible. No. They're kind of fast, and you can do some suspension work to them to make them handle really good, mm-hmm. and they're probably better cars than 370Zs. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, much, much more livable. I think they look better a lot quality better, quality car. More uh, spacious, yeah. Yeah. better steering. Right. Better MMI system. Is it, so I don't know much about the Mustangs, but is, is stuff interchangeable? Like, uh, you could take GT3 control arms and put it on a... Pretty much, like, yeah. You take pretty the much, or 350 stuff and kind of yeah. You don't have to do change geometries much with those. It's really about you run square stance wheels, right? Like 295s at all four corners, square stance, and then just a good set of either Coney's or Ford Racing shocks and springs, and like you're done. Yeah, you don't have to do a whole lot. Maximum Motorsports makes a total handling package for that car. That's like maybe six grand. It's awesome. It's like all you need to do. I mean, that would be a good daily, good canyon car. Yeah, good, good. You know, if you want to go do DE and track day stuff, I would definitely recommend a V6 over an EcoBoost if you want to drive oh, quick. Yeah. The EcoBoost fucking engine does not really work well with the Mustang. Really, it just it just is not a great engine for that platform. It doesn't it doesn't sound good when you make uh-uh. it loud. Right, right. It dies at like fifty five hundred RPM. You know, the the V6 Mustang is pretty strong. Although consider the V6 Camaro, which is actually I think faster. Which they make with a one LE package. Yeah, which would probably a really good car for track yeah. driving. And Although I don't think you can get it for twenty two grand. I think it's probably close to thirty. That's probably true. That's yeah. really that's that's a lot of car for twenty two grand. It's only it is a lot of right? car for twenty two grand. Yeah, you know what's even more car? A twenty fourteen Mustang GT with yep. a fucking V eight. Yep. You know th- that. That when the one we brought out to the thing with your car yeah. to the shootout, that car was that car got bro. With it too. That car was like maybe eighteen grand out the door, and it mobbed, it and it was ass. so much fun to drive. Yeah, that's and what we you guys beat were, the piss out of you it. You guys are saying it was one of the most balanced cars you guys. It drove was yeah. super balanced. Yeah. It got like third place overall, yeah. but Lee was like, "This is the best, easiest thing to drive out." Mm-hmm. Of, you know, it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, if you want to, if you want a well-rounded daily slash track day car, that twenty fourteen Mustang GT with the maximum motorsports kit and the right tires you just you're just done there and to the mustang defense i have a soft spot for mustangs and that's why i love yeah. their car you know my, my i still have my 67 mustang the first car i ever bought when i was 14 with my dad so when are you gonna build that <laughs> well you yeah. know what now i'm i almost turned it into a barbecue now <laughs> now you it's know, been like he's got it but it's not really a car it's, it's like it's just it's like a bunch of I've, shit in the corner when i started bbi i had to sell the engine out of it i think the transmission got stolen out of it in the back i sold basically anything of value that i ever had to keep bbi when we started first started going and now I have a two and a half year old boy, and now I'm like, oh well, I got about 
I got about 14 years to build this before his first car, you know. Yeah. So now, now I have an end, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. So now you yeah. see time. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. I hope you do something with it. I will, you know. So Art Morrison. See, and I, you're in the overhauling building. It's like a perfect candidate. I know. I know. And I, you know, so my <laughs> maybe Mustang, your wife can call up Chip Foose. So <laughs> I can be like, come back. I was right across the street. My Mustang was there the whole time. I was like, what the fuck? You guys didn't take my fucking car. I was just waiting for this thing to be stolen and act all surprised. Oh, you know? so funny. Never. Uh, Big Sex says, how do you see Carrera T value? is playing out torn whether wait for a depreciation hit or bite the bullet brand new uh torn on raz what is that what's raz and leds on a low option build what's raz i don't know what ras is sorry, i don't know sorry big sec i don't know perfect 911 for raz, me being six foot raz. six and living in altitude so for you being tall and living in altitude yes a turbocharged car will serve you well have you driven a carrera t with yes. him they're fucking sweet aren't they Bad ass. They're awesome. I want one. I They're literally want one. They're such nice cars. Yeah. And actually, do you know that? Did you know this? I'm sure you do. Forty percent of 911s sold in 2018 are GT cars. Really? Yeah. Forty percent. Forty percent. I did not. So know the that. Carrera T is actually the rare one, not yeah. the GT3 or the RS. So yeah. So you know, to answer his question, I'm I'm all about the Carrera T. I'm I love all Carrera about team. hands down. I just drove one. My buddy Andy came by. He's like, "Here, here are the keys. You gotta go drive this thing." I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, and I fell in love with it immediately. It's a very special little car. It is it's fun. It's got the the thin glass or the gorilla glass in it. It's got the you know the little tweaky things with the seats and then the you know and low option rear but, steer. Yeah, limited slip diff. It's right got, power. It's got all the boxes checked right out of the box mm. that you should check. Can you tune that motor? Oh, yeah. The base Carrera motor? Mm -hmm. What are you guys doing with that, it? That motor will comfortably, on OEM internals, make 600 wheel. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Really? The, three the liter, base Carrera. It makes 370 out of the box. The car is in its sleep. A, a Cobb tune, a set of What do you get out of just a, a Cobb tune look, on that car? So, so look, a Cobb tune, um, uh, tile turbos, they're modified modified uh, stock frame turbos, uh, a really open exhaust, intercooling and induction. Whoa. But I'm trying Holy to, I'm, yellow bird. 600 horsepower right? in a narrow body car? Right? That's this, a yellow now bird. Now you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. So, so but you, for 600, you have to have methanol or a really good fuel. But, but five, pump gas, five, 500 all day long on 91 octane. Wow. Wow, dude. Yeah. And then reliable. This, reliable all day long. That You don't have to put a clutch in it at that point yet. How's the seven speed? Is the seven speed strong, the that, manual? That, that trend... So, the the seven speed is strong. It's 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 a derivative of the PDK, so it can handle some abuse. You don't have to put a clutch in it at that point yet. I mean, I'm sure you're going to burn it up pretty quick. Like you're going to fourth gear pulls, and it's going to. But, um, yeah, that that's why I want one so bad because I want to build one up and I want to go to the track. Yeah. I want to go chase GT3s down. You got to yeah. call it the the 911 Tee The Tee <laughs> <laughs> Well, I I found that I, I drove it back to back with a GT3 Touring. Oh, and that's I found right. That, I wanted yeah, to ask you about that. Yeah. I found that in the in the tighter sections, yeah. the the T was faster because it had the torque and it'll, it'll punch out of corners really good. Yeah, yeah. But in you know, but the GT3 is the it was the better car if you have 175 grand. Yeah, but imagine if you threw. Ten grand at that car, yeah. you know, and then all of a sudden you're you're putting the same power to the ground as a GT3. Could be very interesting, but more torque. Could be very interesting. Yeah. Could be very interesting. Thank you. Uh, Dakota says you get an exclusive contract, hypothetical exclusive contract from every manufacturer except Porsche. You can have any car they make, but only vehicles from them. Mm. So you get you can't work on Porsches anymore. You can work on any other car. But only their cars. Who would you jump ship for? That's a good question. Who would you jump ship off of Porsche to work on only their cars? McLaren. Ooh. 
Yeah, I en- I enjoy tuning those cars. Really? Yeah. Have you been tuning them? Yeah, we have been. We have the we have the world record for fastest 720 and a half mile right now. What did it run? 179. That's pretty strong. Literally tuning. That's pretty strong. Tuning down pipes. What is it? Did you I'm dyno sure it? What does it make? We didn't dyno it. Yeah, but I know 179. Like so, we we tune like a 918 will run 174 over and over and over, over, and over again. Yeah. We we had at the same time a GT2 RS uh-huh. out there that we had our tune. The new one. Yeah, the new one. Mm-hmm. Our, we had a tune uh, white pipe plenum stock exhaust, and that's it. With wing or without wing? We tried both. So, uh huh. So check this out. What let's what would you guess the wing is worth? Six. What do you think? Ten. Ten? One and a half. Fuck off. I'm not, no I'm way. I'm not fucking with you. One, no six, way. 165. Those runway guys are such full of shit to take your wing off. It's worth ten. So we did it. We thought we were going to light the world on fire. 164, 165 all fucking day with the wing. 164, 165, 164, 165. What? And then we took the wing off. 165, 166. 165, 166. Really? Yeah. I, was I don't get it. Was it, on, was that, is it adjustable for like low drag setting or is that wing not adjustable? It was just whatever that comes from when you what? unwrap the car. That's is great. the wing Wait. adjustable? You... Yeah. On the car? Yeah. So was it running a... It was was it running a less than optimal downforce yeah, setting? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. But but God, that's so small. I would have thought it would be I so thought, much more. I thought we were gonna get five miles an hour. I would have bet half of my shop on it. Yeah. Luckily, I didn't. But it's. I mean, it bl- I mean, that's I, so and I'm not, interesting. And, I, and so just to do it again, we thought, fuck it, bolt the goddamn wing back on. Let's just see. And then there you go. So that's so interesting. Anyways, McLaren. Have you fucked with the hypercar development guys at all? You know them? No, but we just built. No, but they do some some funky stuff. They do some funky stuff. Yeah, you see the tri turbo. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're <laughs> taking a page out of the diesel world. They're like, they're fucking, really. How many turbos can we throw? They in this go. Thing? They go. How do we make this the most complicated vehicle? Right. So we just took a six seventy five uh, LT and threw big fucking turbos at it, injectors, and had Mitch do a full calibration on the dyno. Mm. Take a wild guess to the tires what it made with those three. Comp- oh, and open exhaust. Big turbos, yeah. Exhaust and tune. That's M- it. MS one hundred nine, and on on race gas. Yeah. Fucking! It must have been eight hundred at the wheels. Eight sixty one. That car is so violently fast. It's not even funny. Yeah, six seven fives are gnarly. Yeah. The seven twenty is a much better car though. Seven twenty is, is delightful. It is. It's delight. Exactly. It's, it's delightful. so nice. But, but the seven, the six seven five reminds me of a GT three. You get a little more connection with the car. It's a little more raw. But the seven twenty is just effortlessly fast. To me, as a tall person, okay, the seven twenty right. is the best tall person supercar that exists. I can. See I that. can sit straight up and look straight out. And that is is worth its weight in gold. Wait, six five, six four? No, I'm six two and a half. You carry yourself but, as a six but, four. But it's yeah, I do. But it but what happens in even in t- cars that tall people can fit in mm. is they make you the headroom, but then the the it droops. Yep. So even though you can quote fit, you have to do this neck ducking thing that hurts. And in the 720s, you can sit straight up, and it's glorious. And I, and you see the cabin design of McLaren, and you see them like if you look at the 720, then you. You go to the um, the Senna. Yeah, it's, just, it's getting more front forward for to I think to accommodate more people. Yeah. maybe in a sense, but it and they're 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 tilting the windscreen a little bit, but you have a lot more window. Yeah, you know? and so it's beautiful, yeah. beautiful car. Uh, what's it? One seventy nine. One seventy nine. That's fucking fast. That's going tune downpipes. That's going. Good gas. Did you run one stock? Did anyone run one stock? 
I think we ran that car like 160 and change. One, high 160s, low 170s. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a big difference. Yeah. It's a big difference. I, th- I think we did like 171. I don't don't. I don't think most people appreciate what it takes to get five miles an hour in the half mile. No, it's... it's, it's, it's 100, 100, 150 horsepower to get at, five? At, at that level, but if you're going yeah. from 200 to 205, that's a whole other story. Oh, yeah. That's not 100 horsepower, It's an exponential. Right? Right, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Darth Jeremy says, would I ever get Leno on the podcast? Um... Yes, I would love to. Jay is great, but I would have to go to him. He won't. He won't come here, and I won't ask him to come here. Um, but if uh, there has been an offer, but I have to go to him, and so it's a little more complicated than just getting him. on Yeah, the that was like me asking Joe Rogan if I can be on his podcast, and then two days later, Elon Musk was on there. So yeah, <laughs> Joe's yeah. like, "Hey, cool man, I like your stuff," uh, and that's it. A lot I was, of I was people like, I get it, I get it. Ask me if. The, if I can introduce them to Joe, and it's very That's awkward, awkward right? it's awkward? very awkward. Yeah. I don't want to, because because I only I've been on Joe's show, yeah. and only if he asks me, I don't I don't go, hey, can I come on? He he goes, hey man, it's been a while, come on down. Like yeah. I'm filler fully, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was funny. Filler. I shamelessly asked him to be on his show, and then he he's like, oh no, I mean, really cool. He's like very appreciative of the shop yeah, and all that yeah, cool yeah. shit, and he goes. He goes, yeah, you know, the, the little trail <laughs> totally. off. I get it. And then, and then Elon Musk was there, and then blah blah blah. I was like, what the fuck am I asking that? He's for? a little you, too big now. Yeah, it's, you know, and and for him, for Joe, like he is a car guy, yeah. but he knows his audience, yeah. and his audience is not that into cars. Yeah, like they're just not. Like no, he get, loves cars. He'll talk to you and me about cars for right. fucking six hours. Exactly. But he just knows his audience is into nutrition, fighting, science. They're they're very varied and they Being only woke, the whole yeah. they only want a tr- a trickle yeah. of cars yeah. and and uh, you know I'm not I get gonna, it I'm I get it uh, let's see current book recommendations Martin says read anything good recently uh, they're not gonna like my answer um, <laughs> okay okay I'll admit it uh, I'm re- <laughs> a, bu- a book that I actually really liked was uh, a book called Capital Gains it was Chip and Joanna Gaines who do the house flipping in Texas oh yeah they're like the quintessential perfect whatever they got going on and then total moguls they own half of Waco, Texas. Mm. I just read that book. I think it's awesome. I mean, it was just kind of a funny read and it was cool to hear his story. Back to the whole thing is that you always see these successful people, right? And, oh, you're, you're this and this and the watches and all this cool shit, you know? Or for them, watching them on one of the channels, my wife and I watch like cooking channels and, mm. and, um, like home and garden, home order, and yeah. garden shit all the time, you know, and that's what that's kind of like our go to, and so we're like, oh, this is cool. They own literally half of Waco and fifty eight houses, all. But then you read the book, and it was like the journey was so arduous. I mean, yeah. it was literally, I mean, grinding, grinding. Instagram grinding, grinding. makes success look very easy and very seamless. If there was one your thing, edited lifestyle. Yes, you know? it's such a such a. Oh, it's such a like a like a cliff notes of a kind of like a highlight reel. It's a highlight yeah. reel, yeah, yeah, and so. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing that I could leave, if I left one mark on this fucking planet when when whatever happens, uh, it would be like, just just fucking don't pay attention to that shit. Grind and work your ass off, you know? Yeah. Because everybody had to work their ass off. Yeah. You know? I mean, unless you were like somebody, you know, something. Being unless- successful is pretty hard. If you can, because you got to stick it out yeah, through a bunch of shit. You have to have, you, you know, you have to have like what I was just talking about yesterday is called intestinal fortitude. You have to have some fucking guts and a thick skin to do it. But you can do anything, anything you set your mind to. Mm. But you know, I don't, I'm trying to digress. Let's talk, let uh, wait. Last one, my book recommendations. Um, there's a historian 
um, who just fucking slays on Twitter, and his name is Kevin Cruz, and it's Kevin M. Cruz, K-R-U-S-E, on Twitter. He's written a bunch of books. I've read three of them recently. Um, the most powerful one, and people aren't going to like this, I'm a fucking lefty snowflake, is called White Flight, um, and it's about basically the the rise of the conservative party as a reaction to desegregation in America and I learned a lot about our history wow and this guy is not a partisan he's a historian and his his goal on Twitter and his books is to give us um, the real history of America and the real history of America is a much more fucked up than I was taught in my fucking hoity-toity schools. And so this dude's a true historian. He's a Princeton tenured historian. He writes about history, and I read. Ooh, I that... finished his first. I finished White Flight, and uh, the other one was called One Nation Under God: How Corporate America Created Christian America, which is the most fucking frustrating book I have ever read in my life. I mean, I screamed I wanna... I, every page. I go fuck. <laughs> It's uh, Kevin M. Cruz, oh, K-R-U-S-E, on Twitter. Um, I, he's a, a mandatory follow on Twitter. And also, uh, uh, yeah, there you go. Is that? No, that's not it. Look up Kevin M. Cruz. Not that Kevin. Not that Kevin Cruz. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Um, I really, really, really recommend. Uh, there's, there's White Flight. There's One Nation Under God. And Fault Lines was the other one. How did you get one. turned on to this? From following this guy on Twitter, because oh, okay. he fucking destroyed like Dinesh D'Souza and all those fucking racist assholes, yeah. and with history, not mm. destroy them with attitude, like with historical. By the way, fact. here are facts. Here are some facts. Right. And he's a mandatory follow on Twitter, and I cannot recommend his books enough. Um, I can't wait to read uh, the next one. Awesome. Uh, okay. Anyway, next question. Thank you. Uh, sir. Oh, and here's look at this. I love this. This is someone who has pulled a comment from the regular comment section and donated to drop it into the super chat. So thank you. The question is from Brady Huber. I wish I had the cash to ask if if I'm going to ever have the safari owners out west to do some group driving. Yes. Um, Lee and I are working on a West Coast safari rally just like he did in the Appalachias. The next few cars are West Coast cars. We are going to do a West Coast trip. When is this gonna? When do you think? I don't know. The next, I think the next four cars over the next year are going to be LA cars. So I'll, I'm going to build a safari car. Do it. Come out. But it's it's going to be an air cool or water cooled. Okay. Car. So if you're you're I, welcome to come. Badass. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter what your car is as long as you're fucking cool. Come out and drive I with just us. Want to drive a 911. We either want to do. Um, I don't know if we're going to do California. I like the Washington that we did. The Washington Discovery route was so good. Mm -hmm. That was really a nice one. Or Oregon, maybe yeah. somewhere with a little more greenery. Uh, I've been route planning for something for day job uh, in Wyoming, Ooh. and a lot of the really twisty roads there that I would zoom in on are forest roads. Not really. Oh, so cool. it's not working for what I'm doing. But I was like, you know, bookmark. Ooh, bookmark, Wyoming bookmark. sounds nice. I've yeah. never been to Wyoming, really. That could be a good one. Yes, we are planning a West Coast one, but we need to get a few more West Coast vehicles. If you happen to own a safari in the West Coast, email me and we'll get you on the list. Thank you. Griffin says, got a 2017 Camaro SS 1LE. By the way, I'm cutting off the Super Chart questions now. We're going to, we have to end the show eventually. So no more questions for now, please. Thank you. Um, 2017 Camaro SS1 LE with 3,500 miles for 10K under sticker. Well bought. Any shortcomings of that car I should address first? 
That car doesn't pads have a lot. fluid, right? Car doesn't have a lot of vices. If you're brake just pads, doing mountain driving, fluid. you're not doing it the track. Like it, I mean, it should be able to handle that fine. Do, do these cars out of the box? Are they are they burning up the outside of the tires? Do they need a? Or are they are know. they pretty solid? I've never spent enough time with one to tell you. We have, we have a new ZR1 showing up. Have you driven one yet? No, but they that's, are that's batshit. That's what my that's, <laughs> my customer said. Hey, I'm gonna drop the car off. I was like, I can't get to it till next week. He goes, I don't give a shit. But you got to go drive the fucking car, dude. Those cars. We talked about this last show. <laughs> they are nuts. They, I mean, they want to jump out of their own tires. They're so crazy, and it has the loudest idle of any stock car I've ever heard. That's awesome. And it's so crazy because on the one hand. It's this nutty thing that runs like a 26 or something around Road Atlanta stock. And, you know, it runs like quarter miles in the tens, whatever, you know. And it just, it, it fucking rears up on its haunches and wants to fucking kill you. But also, it's totally just a Corvette. Okay. Like, when you want just a Corvette, like, it's it. just a Corvette. Yeah. Like. You daily it, whatever. Like you could daily one, and there would be other than the low front splitter. Right, like right. there's no, there's no sacrifice at all to daily a ZR1 versus like a base Corvette. They're the same. Right. Minus they're crazy, crazy. Yeah. That's what he said. He's like, you have to fucking drive it. Yeah. Like, okay. They're so nuts, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you can't believe. You can't believe <laughs> the that, factory like, said, "Hey guys, here's some keys." Yeah, like twelve hundred bucks a month. You lease this fucking thing, uh. like. There's no driving, no racing school required, none of this bullshit. Like, show up, yeehaw, here's a check for 120, and like, you have the, you have a nutty machine. Yeah, yeah they're fucking, I don't, I don't have it, I don't know a lot of shortcomings. Pads, fluid, tires. Your, your, your Camaro should be good to go. Duncan says, top three underappreciated Porsche liveries. What's up, Duncan? I know Duncan. Do you? That's yeah. a tough question for me because I don't know enough liveries that I can choose an underappreciated one. The only one I, I really think of like is the Interscope one, which which was at Rensport because it, they're just black and they're slant nose and it just says Interscope on the top. It looks mean as fuck. It's got those cool like heat extractors on the wheels. Mm -hmm. Like it looks yeah. like Darth Vader's car. That's it awesome. really looks like it showed up. It's like everybody sit down. I don't know if it's underappreciated, but I really like Adam Carolla's like Hawaiian Tropic. Yes. The Hawaiian Tropic one is like so 70s and fun. Um, we that did. one is is. Do you have the Interscope one? Is that what you? Oh yeah, yeah that's great. The, the Interscope one is sexy. I mean, look, what there's the no thing? arguing with all black. Yeah, all black is good. And a that's pink. a fucking great that color. Red? Look at that. That's fantastic. That's a really really good color, man. With black with the with the red and white nose stripe. That's Huge really fender. good. And you can see the engine through the back. Dude, yeah. The thing was just mean. What do you think of that new 935 there, but Tim? Oh, so that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, you're, I, get the, closer to the mic. You're you're wandering. The, the I have got, I don't know. So it's an eight hundred thousand dollar car, right? Mm -hmm. It's that you can't drive on the street. Essentially, it's kind of like the Turbo Cup we built for Pikes Peak. Yeah, it's a Cup car with boost, but it's this way. It's they stuck a street two RS engine transmission into a Cup car and put cool body bodywork on it. So. It's not sanctioned for any to run in anything. You can club race it. What? what, what I mean, what like do you do? What do you do with it? Is the you know, question. You know, if if I was the guy right and I had the money, I, I would I would get my buddies. I'd take that fucking car. I go twenty five hours of Thunder Hill. Mm. You know, uh, that's you can I, race it in AER. Yeah, right. You could. You actually could <laughs> race it. They'll they'll put you in Group One. You can or Group awesome. Five. You can race in AER. Right. The word um, on the street with the Malibu Porsche Club. Is that only the suckers are going to buy this? Really? Because next year the street version's coming out. 
And that's the one to have. The street version's coming out, huh? That's, I mean, that's the word on the street. Well, I saw the same mule that they were testing with that was all in um, the 2RS, essentially 2RS bodywork on a cup car mm. without the, the 935 stuff. And in this picture, it looks like a fucking shanty fake car. Like this, for some reason, this picture uniquely makes it look not right. That stuff too much. There's a lot happening in that rear three quarter, right? That just makes it look busy. Doesn't look right. Mm. I don't know. I don't have a lot of well in the, in the official press photos. It looks right. Yeah, I don't know about on the Hawaiian Tropic is my my number one underappreciated Porsche livery. But that Interscope one is a good call, Zach. Mine's the Apple computer. Same car, Bobby, isn't it? Bobby Ray Hall. Uh, Isn't the Hawaiian Tropic one the same car as the it, Apple computer? I think it was the same car. Because that car was raced. But when we had I had motorator Matt D'Andrea on the show, that that car was raced a bunch of times right. in a bunch of different liveries. He said the chassis is fucking twisted oh, in shit. it because it was raced so many times. That's the OG Apple computer. Look at that. You know what? You ne you never see Apple doing a throwback, do you? I know. <laughs> Apple is not really a throwback. Type we we company. did a we did a car for SEMA in uh, that library. It was awesome. Did you really? Yeah. With uh, the Apple the, computer? I think it was like 2013. We did uh, the car we built, Project Grip. Mm. We just we did it all up. It was it was pretty cool. That's pretty fun. Yeah. It hasn't aged. It really looks like a gay rights car now. Right. It hasn't aged well. Thank you. Jack says uh, my wife hates my M2. She hates that it's a manual. I'm sorry to hear that. You probably should have cleared that first. That's like those that's, are one of those things. That's not a thing that she figures out later. <laughs> should I keep it, trade it for an automatic M2, or get a used GS Lexus GSF or something else? I mean, look, if all that is, if you love your M2, which the rest of your comment says you do, and your wife hates it, the M2 with the dual clutch is not so bad. It's badass. It's a nice yeah. car. I mean, you're gonna take a a, a a mathematical bath on it, but if you really like the M2, I don't think the GSF is the car for you. Mm -mm. It's big. I spent a week with the M2 automatic in Germany, and it was like, it was great. You, you know? know the thing I about mean, like new transmissions sure. with the the, the uh, dual clutch and all that stuff. I think it's you. you I saw. So I was at. I was at a track not too long ago. And I hopped into a manual GT3, and then the PDK, and then another car. I, I drove like four different cars, and I didn't even realize until the end. I'm like, oh fuck, that was an automatic. Oh fuck, you know, like mm. you just jump in, and when you're shifting, you're focused. You got something. So I always think you always have a hundred percent of focus when you're driving, right? And that's all you get is a hundred percent. So twenty percent goes here, twenty percent goes shifting. You know what I mean? So you've read Ross Bentley's book, haven't you? No, but I know who he is. Yeah, Speed Secrets, the hundred points. That's Speed Secrets, oh, Ross that, Bentley. Yeah. Oh, well. That's okay. Me and Ross, you know? Your but, idea is not original. No, okay. That's okay. He's like the best driving instructor of all time. That's so you're, what I heard. You're yeah, good. Yeah. 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 All right. But no, you, you forget that you because you're, you're, you're hitting everything else and you're, you're, you just take whatever you're going to use here in shifting. But I, I love shifting a car just because I, I, I was driving, I remember this, I was driving the 25 hours of Thunder Hill in a 993, like in 2005 or whatever it is. And I used the shifting as kind of like the, there was like the conductor. I was like, turn one, click fifth, fourth, turn in. And pretty soon you get into this rhythm, and it's, yeah. and it sets the pace. I missed a shift. I went from uh, fifth, and I went to into instead of into fourth, and just like new, false neutral, you know. And I was all over the place, you know. But I wasn't going any faster, or any slower. It's just it's it, it set that rhythm for me. So right, that's um, a good way to look at it. But then the PDK cars or the dual clutch and all that shit is is you still get that in you just you're just taking something else from somewhere and adding it 
you know, driving. Yeah, I don't mind the automatics so much as long as they're responsive. If the automatic is responsive, if it listens to you, it's good. And the BMW dual clutch is very good at listening to you. I have never had an issue with the BMW dual clutch. It's it's a responsive gearbox. Mm -hmm. And this dude, if he likes his M2, he might take a little financial bath having to switch from a manual to an auto. And and the Lexus GSF like that that uh, Eisen eight speed is very good, but the GSF itself isn't the best compared to the M two. The M two is a more f- nimble, fun car. Oh, absolutely, I, I would was, I would were, just switch his gearbox. Were any of his options keeping that car? Getting a divorce. He could keep yeah, the car. Yeah, I was going to say get buried by your wife. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, I would, if I had to, I would I would say the dual clutch. Yeah, I'd, M2. the dual clutch M2 is a really nice car. I have no problem with it. <laughs> I told you people were into construction. Here's the next one. I can't pronounce your last name, brother, but Montezer, whatever your last name is, bro. Uh, when he says when you're building your building and arguing with the municipality about development, could you expand on how you won? Um, currently dealing with the same thing. Um, so. And right there is where the audio uh, system completely freezes, ending our show a little bit early. I'm sorry about that, folks. We weren't able to get the stream back up in a timely fashion, and so we had to end the show there. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Check out BBIAutosport.com, as well as uh, follow them on Instagram and all your social media. If you happen to be in Southern California, in Huntington Beach, stop by their showroom, which is open uh, most business days during normal business hours uh, and of course if you want to get a crazy Porsche motor built that is a, a great place to do it we love Batim sorry we had to end the show that way that's not really how I like to do it but thank you for listening and see you next time on the Smoking Tire Podcast <laughs>